to the Music and Memories Podcast with your host, Vince Moreno. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Music and Memories. Uh, it's been a little break here, but uh, I'm back here, Vince Moreno here, with uh, the guest we got today. Is it a drummer extraordinaire? His name is Keo Stroud, and uh, he's worked with multiple artists. He's uh, got multiple sponsors. He's very rich. He's single. And uh, yep. very rich. Did I mention that part? Yeah. Yep. Anyway, welcome, welcome to the show, Mr. Keo Stroud. What's up, my man? Hey, man. How's it going? I, I, I was. Uh, th- thanks for being here. First of all, uh, yeah, no second, I was thinking. You know, we, we laugh about this. I think every time we get together, but uh, well, I think it might have been the first time that I actually met you. I had met another touring drummer. I was out with Neil McCoy, and I met another drummer, and his name is Neoshi Jackson. Yep. And. Uh, I had I had seen him a couple of times. I don't even remember who he was touring with. But um the first time that I met you, I walked up to you. We were in Las Vegas at um it was like kind of like a like an outdoor casino, some little courtyard place. Yep. I don't remember the name of it, but it was uh it was Neil Casino uh, X. I think you were playing with Jamie O'Neill at the I time. Was, yeah. And there was a we, we talked about this the other day, uh there was another artist on there. And mm-hmm. uh shoot, I don't remember who that was. But anyway, I saw you backstage and I said, Hey Neoshi. And like you're walking down the hall and then, and you just kind of like turn around like you kind of, no, I'm not Neoshi. And I, and I was like, what's up, Neoshi? And you're like, um, what'd you say? You're like, no, there's a, my name's Keo. And I said, oh. And you're like, yeah, there, there's two black drummers in Nashville with, 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 with <laughs> Japanese, Japanese names. Japanese names. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I remember telling, I remember telling Neoshi that story one time. He's like, yeah, no, actually that's, that's true. Or something like yeah. that. But what happened all the time when he and I, I mean, which is really goofy to think about this, like, in those early years of 2000, you know, 2001 to 2004, he and I were doing a lot of the same gigs where, like, you know, it was mostly, like, newer artists or, or you know, artists who used to be new um, kind of things. And uh, we were in that circle of You mean the, and, the ones who pay less? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and basically, like, it was, like, it was either he or I doing them and people thought we were the same person. Which is really funny because that's carried on because he doesn't do a whole lot now and I still do, but not like a lot, a lot, like I'm somebody cool, but, but Lester, Hebert, Jeremy, and a bunch of other guys, like people come to goes, Hey, Keo, what's up? <laughs> you mean people could confuse you for Lester style? Oh yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's the muscles. The mu- it must be the height and it's, the muscles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like true story. So someone, this has been a few years ago, Hebert was playing drums with David Nail and this girl that I had met on the road, yeah, I met her on the road, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, Let's go with that. <clears throat> she sends me this Snapchat. She's like, I can't believe you're here playing with David Nell. You didn't bother to call me. <laughs> I'm here. And she sends me she sends me a snap of Hubert playing drums with David Nell. Oh, my God. And it's not me. It's Hubert, right? It's not me. <laughs> Hubert. What's his last name, Hubert? Hubert Payne. Oh, okay, yeah. And he plays a little Big Town now, you know, which is really oh, funny. okay, yeah. It was funny because I used to play a little Big Town, too. So, like, that's a whole other confusing thing there. But, uh, so, so I was like, oh, my bad. I didn't tell it wasn't me. I just, oh. I just, oh, we're, oh, I was just, just meet you out back. I was like, it's a, it's a short trip in and out. I, I, sorry. No I, way. I didn't. And, but it was funny because like, I, I totally opened the snap. Like she sent it to me while, while he was playing or while I was playing. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. So I totally opened the snap. So it wasn't like. She didn't put two and two together. Though. Yeah. But I just. Hell, you should have told her. Yeah, meet me after the show right by uh, by the men's restroom. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's funny. <laughs> and then text Hubert me like, hey, dude, I totally hooked you up. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I was first like, do I owe her money? No, okay. Oh, cool, my right. God. But yeah, it was pretty funny. But that's but happened. I mean, that's like, 
What's funny is that still happens. Like people. Oh, it's so racist. Of it's, people. it's so. But it's it's like you know it's like when people say about Chinese, oh, they all look alike, or Mexicans. Or oh whatever, yeah, yeah. You know? I know. But but to be uh, to be fair though, there's really not a lot of black drummers in in country music. No, I yes, mean there's really, more now than it used to be. Yeah. Right, but I mean you know back but, like when I met you it was 2005. I mean it really was you and and. Dude, that was it was it was me. It was Niyoshi. Doing like some of the lower gigs, you know, or but country gigs is what I mean. Yeah, like, but country, you know. and then you had Chuck Fills that played with Terry Clark. And, oh, that's right. And then you had JD Blair that did Shania. Oh yeah, yeah, but he didn't really look black though. And then yeah, and then and then <laughs> and then you had Steve Potts who played with Winona. Uh, he lived in Memphis. yeah. But I'm saying country gigs though. Well, yeah. That's true. <laughs> She started off country. She started yeah. off country, yeah. But 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 that was it. I mean, that was and then and then Willie Weeks was the bass player. Does that, that does, does that ever piss you off? I mean, I know you're really really uh, you're really uh, easy going, man, and and you're funny, dude. So it, it didn't it doesn't seem like it would make you mad, but does it kind of go like, God damn it, like no. just cause, you know, just because I look the same or whatever. The only time it it doesn't make me mad, but the only time it's weird is when someone calls me and they really meant to call someone else. And that's oh, happened a couple times. I've had that. Where they go, where they're like, oh, yeah, man, like, so happy to have you. And I show up, and they're like, <laughs> you're not the guy I was talking about. I was like, oh, no. Who the hell are you talking about? You know, or it's happened to, uh, it's happened to lesser known guys where they'll get a gig and someone thinks they're calling, like, they're hiring me. Oh, really? Even though they call, like, like, it's like basically a band leader or somebody would call, but, like, the artist would, oh, yeah, get Keo. And they'd be like, Oh, his name's not Keo. This guy's name's Lester or whatever, but we think it's the same person oh, yeah. kind of thing. And then they show up and it's not me. And so I was like, whoa, who's this Yeah, Man, I remember one time, uh, you know, Elio, what's oh, his yeah. name? It's not, it's not Delivery, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elio DiGiorno, whatever yeah. his name is. I remember walking into Roberts one time before I, before I moved to Nashville. I'd just come over here and I'd visit and I'd just go up down Lower Broadway, you know, and hang out with my buddy Dave Sermon. He used to come stay with him. And, yeah, he's our bus driver. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, so I walk in there and he's like, hey, Vic. And I'm like, well, it's Vince, you know, but I was like, close enough, you know. It's just cool that he remi- reminded, yeah. you know, remembered who I was because yeah. I thought, I don't live here, you know. And he's like, yeah, I haven't seen you in a while, blah, 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 blah. So then after moving here and after meeting Vic, Vic Ruiz, do you know? Remember Vic Ruiz? Yeah, the only other guitar playing frontman, Mexican guy in Nashville. Yes, I finally realized. Oh, he thought I was Vic. He probably oh. thought, "Damn, Vic, you gained weight." <laughs> oh man, he's probably going around town. Man, Vic gained a lot of weight. But, <laughs> but that's yeah. And I was going like, oh, so he had me confused. Well, which you know, I didn't get mad because I was like, well, there really yeah, aren't yeah. really aren't any very many Mexican guys out, you yeah. know, on Broadway singing and just playing me and guitar. You. Just it, me and you. Just me and you. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mexican from the hills. But no, that's true though. I mean, it's it, what, what, well, the funny thing about it was like. There wasn't a whole lot of us, but we were making, like, this sounds really good, but we were making way. Like, people were, like, deciding to, like, hire, you know, black dudes in their country bands. Yeah. And I remember, like, I'm, I won't say who it was, but I remember, like, being on the road in the early days of, like, 2002. And uh, a, st- a, a steel player was, like, nervous about having a black dude on the bus. Okay. And I, and I overheard him saying, it's like, yeah, man, like, you know, guys, just make sure we put our wallets and stuff away. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, I'm very serious, yeah. Well, and, it actually doesn't surprise me in the South. It yeah, yeah and it was, and, and I didn't I didn't really get offended by it. I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. I, I mean, like, I say that shit when you're playing with me downtown as a joke, yeah. like, a, you know, spoofing on you, but. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, and I just laughed about it. I mean, I heard it over him say it, and then, like, I was like, uh, I remember, like, going to bed one night, and I was like, 
hey man, like, do you guys put your wallets like under underneath your pillow? That's because that's where I put mine. I'm just, I, I know I want my, you know, I don't know you guys that well, so I just, you know, hide my stuff. And they were like, they knew, like, they knew I heard it right now. Yeah. It's like whatever. And then a couple of weeks later, literally the guy, like, we, you know, he opened up and stuff, and three, three out of the six guys on that bus literally told me I was the, their first and only black friend. Well, you know, which is weird. I mean, like, it was really in two thousand two. Like to think about that. I mean, I, I, I that's mean, that's crazy, a long, that's a long time ago now. But like, yeah. But yet again, it's not that long ago. But it's like, but it, it, it's it seems like really still like at that point. But but you know what though? I mean, a lot of people and and this might be a touchy subject to, but we're gonna we're gonna cover it anyway because we're not white and we can talk shit if we want. But <laughs> um, it, uh, what was I going with that? Um, Basically, a lot of people like, and I will just say, in the country music genre, they didn't grow up with having a black friend or sure. whatever. They grew up with their parents telling them not to have a black friend, or yeah. or don't you come home with a black guy? You know, they're telling oh, yeah. kids, or I mean, you know, you hear that stuff, and and um, like I mean, shit, I'm from I'm from Arizona. We had one black kid in school. Oh yeah, you know, and or, or two. There was one um, that was in band, and and he was a tremendous drummer, but he was he was just you know he followed the wrong path, and, and he was just always in trouble and. I was like, man, what a waste of talent, you know, yeah. but he was killer. Anyway, um, but to, to hear that, and like you say, 2002, but man, if they're just not used to that, they're just not used to that. I mean, yeah. you almost can't hold them to a fault because they, they go, then you go like, man, that's how they were born and they grow or raised. True. You know, and it's the same way with me. Like people will see me and they go like, oh, what kind of music do you play? Thinking I'm like, oh, Tejano or something. Yeah. And I go, oh, I sing country. And they go, you do? <laughs> like what kind of country? And I go like the old shit, man, the old stuff, the good stuff. And they go, really? And then I'll play him something like a video or something like, oh man, like I went and got my mufflers done on my truck today and the uh -huh. guy was showing me his YouTube channel. So all right, look at look at mine now. And I played him whiskey for two and he's like, No way, dude, I never would have thought that voice would have come out of you, you know? And, <laughs> and he was like he was like some um Armenian guy or something. Yeah, he yeah. was like, No way, bro, you know. And I said, Well, you kinda look like you're Mexican. He goes, Everybody thinks I am, so I just roll with you, bro. <laughs> I know that's People think I'm white, so yeah. So I, I said it. instead of, instead of spray painting their instead of bombing your place, they're just gonna tag it. Spray painting, you know. He just started laughing. We just laughed about it. But that's really, you know, all you can do is laugh about it. But you know, we were, you and I were talking one time, and I was telling you that it's crazy, but I dealt with more racism as a as a Mexican person in Arizona, which is ninety percent Mexican people, um, or I mean, people call them Latino or Hispanic, whatever. I, I'm just known as a Mexican. That's all I was known by. Yeah, Mexican American, and um. I moved to the South. I moved to Texas and, and people were, you know, really welcoming there. And then when I finally moved to Nashville, like I've hardly dealt with, I mean, I get the jokes. Everybody gets the, you know, course, everybody gets yeah. joked on and all that yeah. stuff. And that's fine. But I mean, actually like racism, I mean, Arizona was the worst. Yeah. And, I, and like, I feel at home here in the South, you know, I mean, as far as I'm, like, I don't feel any threats or anything like that. And And you kind of were saying the other day, like, it's kind of opposite for you, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, everywhere else, everybody's a little more open. Like, I, I will say Nashville is, well, I, I grew up in Georgia, I grew up in Athens, and Athens was a, was a progressive town, but yet there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of racism. You grew up like, in Athens, Georgia? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Man, there's so much musical talent that comes oh, out of yeah. Georgia. It's it crazy. Was, it was a great place to grow up because it was, it, also, it was very diverse, but yet at the same time, there was like, you know, there was... A couple things here and there, and you know, if you got in trouble, like you know, you learn early on as a teenager, you know, you get pulled over, you know, have your hands there, get you know, right. get everything out, have it, have it ready to yeah, hand out. You, you don't know, give well. anybody a reason to, yeah, act, you know, act like they were in the fifties or something. Exactly. And then when I was in, 
and middle school, my uncle became the chief of police. So then it was, it was, you know, and things kind of made a little turnaround mm-hmm. as far as some of that, you know, as, as far as some of that stuff goes around. And then like educational wise, my other uncle became the superintendent of schools. Mm-hmm. So there was like a little turnaround there. So like, I kind of lived through my, my, my teenage years were kind of more progressive where people were, you know, being more welcoming and you would see, you know, black people in, in those roles. And then I moved to Nashville and, uh, I basically, the area I'm in, it's just all white people. I mean, I, and I, I mean, it's just, it is, I mean, I work in country music Yeah. and you know, I live in East Nashville, which is all white people now. Um, so like, <laughs> white like, people from everywhere, from everywhere, you know, it's like rich white people. Nobody's a local here. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but you know what? It's funny though. Like the first few years I was here, especially breaking into like the country thing, people didn't know what to think of me. Mm-hmm. So people would say weird things. Uh, no one was never like not welcoming, but they weren't, they weren't just ready to like hand out. Open armed. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't like, Oh, come in my friend. Yeah. And you know, here's my daughter. No, no, I mean, yeah, or, right, you know, yeah. you know, or it was, you know, or here's the keys uh, of my car. Bro. Yeah. It was, it was nothing like that. It was, it was funny. Cause I was telling some of my other buddies who are also black guys playing music in you know, the country. I was like, one of the things that I had to do or one of the things I thought was necessary and people probably get offended by this, but it's true. And but I felt like I had to be, I had to go the extra mile to be accepted. So I went, you know, like you would never know it now because I, I can't remember shit as far as songs go. But more <laughs> like I know, it, I, yeah, I, I know. Cut it off, Kyo. Cut it off, purple. Orange, red, purple. <laughs> but but oh those, you know, in those early days in Nashville, Broadway was all like country music. There was no rock. No, there's yeah, no R and B. Like you hardcore. could play, you could play Life in a Fast Lane. You could play, uh, maybe another Eagle song. You know, keep your hands yourself. Yeah, or keep your hands yourself. You know, it had to be, it had to be like either outlaw, country, which is rock stuff, or like country, country. Right. And uh, I remember, yeah, I mean, you when you walked down the street back then, it was steel and guitar. Oh I mean, yeah, took guitar and fiddle in every bar. In every bar. Oh, yeah, every bar. Yeah, all day. All night, yeah, and it, yeah. and it was and it was great because it was like a great little you know country music education for me. But one of the things I knew that I had to do was I had to know all of those songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "How do you find all those songs?" Because there was no YouTube. No, yeah, I no mean the, iTunes. Yeah, no I mean the, at, at that time the, the most advanced thing you had was a laptop, dial up, and a BlackBerry. You know what I used to have to do? So, I would t- on uh, CMT back when that was back when they played videos. Yeah. But they would play like the top 40 or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, songs that were whatever, top 20, whatever it was. I'd have to re- record it on a VHS. Mm-hmm. And then when you played it back, it was like a half cent, you know, key, yeah. a, of key off. Yep. It was, so it wasn't 440. It was like, you know, 438 or something. Uh-huh. So you're trying to learn shit. And it's like, but that's how I used to have to do it. Or, or a cassette tape. You'd, re- yeah. you'd record the radio station. Yep. And then pick out what songs and then do the dual cassette thing and then give it to the band. Hey, we're learning this Diamond Real song. <laughs> that's what, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that, that shit. Man, now you yeah. just YouTube it or something. I know. I remember going to, I remember talking to, I remember, I, I would so hang out downtown. Lee Kelly was one of the first people I met, him and Tom Drennan and Dave McAfee. Oh, nice. And uh, one day Tom Drennan was like, man, I was, I, was, I was talking to Tom. I was like, man, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm learning these tunes. He's like, go to a truck stop and buy all of those <laughs> old country compilations on on CDs. He goes, no he goes and you'll, 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 you'll learn them. You'll know all of them. And I was like, okay. And so I did. Like, I, 
I went to like the Flying J. Yeah. And I bought like 15 CDs. No way. Of like, you know, like it's like, you know, a six CD set of Patsy Klein's greatest hit or, you know, or, uh, or yeah, country, uh, yeah, um, you know, country love volume. Songs yeah, country whatever. love songs, you know, or, yeah, no, I used to yeah. see them on TV. Yeah. And so I bought them and I literally learned all of them. No shit. Yeah. I, I would chart. Tom Drennan told you that. Yeah, I charted all of them. I learned all of them. And so I was playing in like an R&B funk band, like doing uh, covers and stuff. But then I was like, hey, well, I'm home because I, I quit college. I was here. And so I was like, well, I want to get some gigs, you know? Yeah. Get some country gigs. But everybody's like, oh, man, you play great, but you don't know any songs. And that's when Tom's like, here, go do that. So I did it. That's funny. And one of the first gigs I played uh, was with Link, uh, Link Denton. At uh, Fiddle and Still. Oh, I remember Link barely, but I remember that name. Yeah, but I remember, and it was, and it, this was a, uh, this is a very Nashville situation. I got invited to play to go bowling with Dink Cook and someone else, and and Link was there. Oh, okay, Link and Dink. Yeah, Link and yeah, the Link and Dink show. <laughs> and, and and was it Lee Kelly was there? I think Tom Drennan was there. Actually. It was like it was just a, a bunch of people going bowling. Yeah. And uh, I forget who used to. Oh, JD Cooper used to play that gig with him, and JD couldn't do it. Like had, had like a family emergency or something. Oh, okay. And uh, Link was like, "Man, I got uh, I'm playing tonight, and JD can't do it. Can any of you guys do it?" And everybody's like, "Nope, nope, nope." And I was like, "Man, I'll do it." <laughs> and he was like, "Ah, oh no, no, no. <laughs> he, was, he was joking. He was like, he was like, man, if you want to do it, because I, I, I like basically he was like." I need a fucking drummer. So like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I you know, let's. I'll even take you. Yeah, at this yeah, point. yeah, yeah. I'll even take the. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and I remember it. I was like, well, okay. So, I was like, all right. And he's like, yeah, man. We started at nine, nine to. It was like, actually it was nine to two. I remember, I remember it back then. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, all right. I know some of these songs because I've been listening to this country thing, but yeah. Link doesn't do country songs. He does like classic rock. I mean, he would do some country. Oh, really? He would do a lot of Tom Petty. Oh, okay. And and stuff like that. Eagles, because it was a fiddle and still. You know, they, they were yeah. a little more progressive. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't need that shit. I mean, I know I've heard it on the radio. Yeah. So that was like at one thirty in the afternoon. The gig started at nine. I went home, and MTV still played you know music videos. Yeah, music. So I did. So I did. Yeah. So I did. I went to MTV. And I watched, you know, like, man, three hours of MTV yeah. stuff. And then I was like, okay. And then my neighbor was a musician. And I was like, oh, man, like, do you have any Tom Petty records or CDs or tapes? So he was like, yeah, man. So uh-huh. he let me listen to those. And I didn't chart anything. I just, I couldn't, you know, I just, I didn't have time to, you know, yeah, process yeah. all that. But by 8.30, I rolled up and we made money. Yeah. I don't know if I played well or not, but... <laughs> We made some money. <laughs> well, but was that was that your first uh, that was, Nashville gig? That was my the... first Nashville like bar gig. Yeah, and uh, away from the you know away from playing the funk band, it was fun. And and uh, when JD was out, he called me. You know, he called me several times. And right. And then one day, I was there for the jam they used to have, and Dave McAfee used to run the jam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dave McAfee got me up to play. And when I was done playing, this dude came up to me and was like. Hey man, like you really play well. I I like your drumming. Like, I got this band and uh, we're kind of this, this new duo thing, and I think you'd work well. Dave's Dave's been talking about you, and this was I mean this was two thousand two, two thousand three. You know, okay. I was like, 
oh, okay, cool. I don't know who the fuck you are, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, in those days, I mean, I was black. I was like a real black. I wasn't just like TV black. I was like, I, wear, I had FUBU, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, you know, Nautica. <laughs> oh my God. I was, dude, I was cliche. You were straight out of Boys in the Hood. Dude, I was, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, and I looked homeless too at the same time because I was. <laughs> so it was like, I just looked very. Do you have pictures of this? Like somewhere, a... I do. <laughs> I need to see this. I have a great, I have a great photo of me playing a gig, <clears throat> Vegas, the NFR. I'm wearing a FUBU shirt. It's a country <laughs> gig with an artist. A FUBU shirt, red Georgia hat backwards, and like baggy jeans, like baggy oh jeans. God. I mean, I, I looked like Tupac's like <laughs> cousin that just got hit by a truck or something, you know, and. uh <clears throat> and I was skinny-ish then too, which is kind of Weren't funny. we all? Uh, oh wait, no, I never was. And anyway. it was the first time. It was, and yeah, I remember this very well. It was the first time I discovered cowgirls. Uh-huh. I was like, ah, that roped you in, huh? It did, literally. Yeah, you know, literally yeah. with the yeah, yeah, calf yeah. roping rope. Yes, yes. <laughs> Around my waist this time. Oh, what's your name? Uh, so, so I'm, who was the duo? Was it like halfway to Hazard or somebody? It was Wade Hayes and Mark McClurg. Oh, the it was the McKay's. McKay's, thing. I remember that. And I didn't recognize Wade at all. Because, you know, I just didn't know him, you know. Oh, good night. And so I remember going home. So I said, ah, let me think about it. No. Yeah. And I get home and I was like, ah, what was this guy's name? Wade Hayes. Okay. And then, like, there used to be uh, another uh, CMT channel, like CMT Classics or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. That was on, like, satellite or whatever. JC? Was it JAC then or was it CMT still? It was still CMT, but it was, like, some sort of subsidiary channel of yeah oh no it was it was it was G- it was gsc it was and they were throwing sort of like cl- like a classics thing or whatever right and like uh the day she left tulsa the video came up okay and i was like oh that's the guy oh that's that dude oh. he's somebody oh oh, oh. <laughs> and then like his band leader called me and was like hey man like and i was like yeah right i'm interested in the gig and i was like oh what the hell am i getting myself into you know kind of thing but, yeah, but you can't leave any stone unturned. I mean, here in this well, in this town, because no, it, it, it was, leads to something else. Well, you know? I just I just didn't you know, and I just didn't know either. I was like, I don't know this dude. I don't, I don't know. I'm playing this band because yeah. I because I, I was playing a, a a band that my dad was a the guy was being the band was led by my dad's buddy, and so that's kind of how I kind of got into Nashville because my dad's a musician. Oh, his really? Was a musician, so I never knew that. So I got so I played this this cover band until my, basically I moved to be a tech. Because I didn't think I was going to play drums. No. Yeah, true story. And how old were you when you moved here? 20. No kidding. Yeah, I, I just turned 21, I think, when I, when I officially moved here. But, uh, yeah, so I was like pl- I was like playing in this funk band Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like doing cover, oh, okay. like doing like a... So you were working, I mean. You really... Yeah, I was already working, yeah. but like, but I was like, oh, but I really like want to be on a big tour and yeah. setting up people's drums and like... Oh, gotcha. You know, designing drum racks and being a cool guy on yeah. a bus and... All that, and my dad was like, "Yeah, well, we can play in this cover band until you get one of those right. gigs as a tech." And I never got a gig as a tech, so I'm a failure. Uh. <laughs> I didn't follow my dreams; I followed someone else's dream. I'm sure you uh, can still get a job teching somewhere. I've, I've, done, I've worked as a tech a couple of times. I have done that, but <laughs> but it was like two years ago. Yeah. It's like a buzz. Like, hey, man, was like, two years ago, I think. <laughs> but I was like, "Man, I really need somebody." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll do it." Uh, but uh, so anyway, but it's I ended up taking a gig, and uh, I thought for sure after the first rehearsal, I was gonna be fired. Oh really? Because I learned the songs, but I didn't learn them note for note. Okay. And I didn't know 
you know, I just like I learned the form of the songs. I knew, yeah, I knew the kick patterns. I knew the break. You know, I knew the right the basic forms of the song because everything I had been doing was just me being me. You know, and I wasn't like a gospel shops drummer or any of that shit. Like I wasn't that dude either. But right. I was just playing the songs, you know. And uh, luckily, Wade and Mark liked me. No one else in the band, I don't think, really liked me. Really? I mean, I say that, but, but I'm sure they liked me. But they were like, uh, we could have done better kind of thing. And I remember playing, like, after playing, like, the first weekend, someone came to me and was like, man, you know, I just don't think it's going to work out. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Because I, <laughs> I quit the funk band. They are, you know. No, that's how it happens. They, yeah. Hubert was playing in the funk band. Oh, I got, no. <laughs> I got Hubert the gig in the funk band. Oh, man. So I was like, well, this sucks. Anyway, uh, well, back, I go back home. And so uh, I remember, like. Oh, damn. And I so I remember getting back to Nashville. Because we're on the road, getting back to Nashville. So did and you do any shows with McKay's? I mean. I did. I did, like. I did. I ended up doing, like, a whole, whole year with them. Oh. But after the first weekend, I thought I was getting fired. Because oh, okay. I got talking to kind of thing. Yeah. And I was walking off the bus, and I was like, and I saw Mark, uh, the other guy, uh, Mark McClurg, and I was like, hey, man, like, thanks for letting me do this. I really appreciate it. You know, sorry it didn't work out. And he goes, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? He goes, he goes, what are you talking about, House? And I was like, <laughs> I kind of got talking to you, and I figured that you guys were going to go with, you know. He's like, no, man, you're our dude. And I was like, I am? <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to tag. And I was like, I mean, it was funny. I was like, I, I'm your dude. And he was like, yeah, like. And I don't know if they just couldn't find anybody else or what, you know, kind of thing. But they were like, man, you're a great drummer. You're a young dude. You're a nice guy. Yeah. Gig's yours. I was like, all right. And so I did. That's, that's like the uh, the top three yeah. things that people look for in Nashville. I mean, honestly. Yeah. And it was and it was fun. And and they were good dudes. I learned a lot. It was a great, like, like Kevin Adams was that, in that band. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, they had two different bands. It was kind of weird. They had a, had a band on the road, and then they had an in-town showcase band. Oh, really? Yeah, because they would do they would play Wednesdays at the Trap, uh, and so they oh. had a band of like, you know, like session ace dudes. Yeah, yeah. And Dave McAfee was was part of the in-town band, mm. and so was Scott Coney. Day, uh, oh Gary, somebody that played still with Faith Hill. He was a still player, and wasn't Gary Morse, was it? Yeah, I think actually maybe I think it was Gary Morse. Yeah. Okay. And then there was someone else, you know, I forget, you know, but they had yeah. their dudes. And uh, and Dave McAfee was very nice. He was like, man, the only way you're going to make money is for you to do both. And so he said, yeah, Keo's, if Keo's going to be your guy, he should do the road stuff and the in-town stuff. Oh, wow. And I thought that was very cool of him. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, met, I ended up meeting those dudes as a young guy. And I ended up learning a lot in that first year. I mean, I learned a lot of what to do, a lot of what not to do. And yeah. And then basically when that kind of ended, you know, they lost their deal or whatever, uh, I went and played a Christian rock band or a Christian pop band that was fun. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes, ladies and gentlemen. And then, <laughs> the girls are great. I mean, the, I, you know, the, I'm still friends with the three girls that were in the band. Uh, was it Shadaisy? No. Oh, my God. But Remember those guys? I do. Shadaisy. But they were. But it was funny. It was this group. These girls were a, uh, they were a Christian pop band. But they were also signed to Disney, so we did like hmm. so we would do. You Disney. sure it wasn't so Daisy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we were doing Disney events, and we were doing, uh, and we were doing you know regular like churches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But one of my one of my favorite things was at the end of that gig was, uh, they were like, "Hey, can you guys like play with this other girl? Uh, she's new on Disney." And they're like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." It's like you know it'll be fun. Her name's Hannah Montana. Oh no! And I was like, "Yeah, sounds fine." 
Yeah. And so we we played a couple gigs with like Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, and, uh, yeah, and those and those girls, and just whatever. Didn't think anything of it. Yeah, and, and then, then <sighs> blew up like two years later, biggest thing in the world. And I was like, man, I probably should have stayed connected to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, 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 she got a little crazy rubbing off on her. That's fine. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm pretty crazy too. So I'm right. good with it. But anyway, but all that all that being said, so it's a long story about all that. But no, that's but that just for. kind of you know what's funny is all that just kind of snowballed into the stuff. So meeting Dave and meeting Lee and and Tom and meeting uh, and a, a link and a bunch of dudes, you know, but it was great. They just kind of, so not to keep bringing it up, but like those guys didn't see color. They just saw drummer, right? Yeah. They were just like, man, man, Keo's cool. Yeah. We like him for whatever reason, or he's dumb. What, you know, what, you know, we can pick on him. Well, like, you know, like for me, you know, um, I've always told guys, cause, cause I'll get pushed by people like, man, how come you ever call me to play bass or how can you ever call me to play drums? It's like, it's not a matter of talent. It's, it's a bit like, like you're talented, you know, I'll tell them, but, it's just a matter of like knowing the songs I do, the repertoire. Because, yeah. as you know from playing with me, I like song, 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 song. We just go back to back. We don't yeah. talk, you know. We don't take too much time to decide songs. Well, I already know what song I want to do, you yeah. know. And I'm just waiting on the drummer to count it off and let's go. Yeah. So that's what I used to tell people. I'm like, well, okay. So if I call out Green Stinks on the ceiling, and the, and then they just look at me like, uh, and I go exactly. So that's, <laughs> that's that reaction that you get on stage. That's what I can't have. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I mean, not to say that I'm a I'm a big guy, you know, or a, a big famous dude, but I just know how I like my my yeah, shit totally. done. Yeah, I mean, it's your gig, yeah. And and it just makes the day go by faster. It's like the other day we we played at Crossroads and we like we were done. And I was like, damn, it's already. I know that was weird. Last song, I'm like what? And then you were like, man, it flew by. I said, no shit. Yeah. But um. Like that was that face. was always my thing, and, and but I remember hearing you play, and I'm like, man, Keo saw that'd be so fun to have him come play, and, and I remember you telling him like, I don't, I, I've come and hear you a few times, but man, I really don't know those songs yeah. by name, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what a two four is, right? You know what a four four, is? you know what a waltz, and you're like, yeah. And I was like, that's all I got to tell you. I'll give yeah. you a temple. I'll chuck my guitar, chicka chicka. Yeah. And I said, just watch Gage, because Gage is Gage is one of the best uh, uh, people at helping somebody through a song, whether it's drummer or guitar totally, player, yeah. whoever that guy will lead you and tell you mm-hmm. where to push or you know, yeah, stop. I mean, if you're watching Gage, you, you'll, you'll yeah, play you the won't, song yeah, like yeah, the yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, he's so good at that. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm and, and I'm comfortable having different drummers come in because I know that Gage will, will yeah, help, yeah. you know, help them. And um, <clears throat> so I remember the first time he came in, and I was just like, hell yeah, man, that groove, you know, it was just so good and. And there was a few that you were like, I have no idea how the song goes. <laughs> yeah. you know? but like you said, if it's if it's a beat, you go, oh, this is a straight eight. And you go, okay, three, four, one, two. Yeah, Bam, let's go. But I just remember other musicians going like, damn, like he plays country pretty good. I'm like, it's music. <laughs> you know, it's music, you racist fuck. Yeah. You know? it's well, it's not- music. And not only that, but it's like, you know, I, I really did. I dove into the history of it. Like, I really dove into, like, country music history. Like, I, I you know, I, a lot of it, I may not remember it right now, but, like, if we can get if we can get going on the trust stop chronicles, I can. I mean, yeah, but you know, it's like I, you know, I went through the I, I, I was gonna write a book about the history of country drumming because no one's ever done it really. Yeah, and uh, I just haven't done it because I'm a horrible speller and I hate research. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't read very well. Yeah, uh, how do you read potato? Uh, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, 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 I know, yeah. So, but it's one of those things where it's like I, I really wanted to do it because I really did like dive into it. Yeah. And I tell people all the time who guys who like come from rock backgrounds or coming from wherever like who are hotshot drummers and they're like, yeah, man, I'm from Nashville and I'm gonna take over. And I was like, man, know the history, mm-hmm. know the feel because it's not just playing. No, well, I mean, like a big misconception for people that, that don't normally play country, they go like, oh, it's easy, man. It's just crying your beer while blah, blah, blah. and and their songs it's like and they go, 
Oh, well, I didn't know it was that intricate of, you know, this and that. Oh, yeah. It's all these weird, it's all the subtle things. And, and, and what's weird about it is once you, once you capture that thing as a singer, as a, as a musician, whatever, you can then add a little bit of your personality into sure. it. Yeah. You know, and you can, especially if you're having fun with it. If you're like uh-huh. a miserable fuck, then don't just stay home. Right. But, you know, if you're a fun person, you can do something silly and everybody in the band laughs because you're having a good time. Yeah. You know, even if Which, it's inappropriate, you know, because I do that all that's the time. That's 90% of my whole deal is yeah. we're going to have fun today. You yeah. Know? And, and that's what makes those shifts go by fast. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't, I literally, like five, six years ago, I said, I never want to play another fucking shift downtown. Yeah. I never want to play four hour, drums for four hours. Right. Because it was just like, no one's having fun. Everybody's right. begging for money. And everybody's bitching. Everybody's, everybody's begging for money. Oh, yeah. Every every other song, $20, $20, $20. I was like, yeah. are we fucking panhandling? Are we playing music? Exactly. That's why I don't even pass the jug, man. I feel like homeless, uh, like a homeless panhandling yeah. up there and going, please give us money for a song. You know. It's, I told, so I don't know, I, I, they'll remain nameless, but some <laughs> asshole... I told them once. You can say it. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, they were like, you know, every, like every third song, they're waving a $20 bill in the air. Yeah. Your song get played for $20, $20, $20. Yeah, it's so, so like, redundant, man. And so, I, and after the gig, I was, and they were like, man, you don't seem very happy. And I was like, I'm not, because you guys spent 40 minutes begging people for money. Yeah. I said, they're like, well, you know, we got to make money. We got to make money. I said, here's the deal, man. When I get called for a gig down here, I, they tell me what the base pay is. Mm-hmm. The, they go, it's 70 Minimal, bucks you know, seventy bucks plus tips. Yeah. So I go in and I go, I'm going to make $70. Mm-hmm. I've agreed to do this gig for 70 bucks. Tips, there's no number on tips. Right. Tips could be $1. It could be $1,000. Right. That's extra. But I agreed to do it for X this amount much. of money. Right. And so I'm going to go in. I'm going to do my best because I've agreed to do it. Now... If I get extra money, that's cool. But I'm not going to sit there and beg you for money. Right. Gonna, I, what I, what I want to do is just like a server. I want to be tipped based on my performance. Exactly. And not based on you me begging. Like, imagine if a, if a bartender gave you, say you pay $14 for a drink, right? Yeah. Which we all know is fucking expensive, right? Yeah. And they go, and you give them a dollar, right? And they go, really? Yeah. A dollar? I'm going to take your drink back. Here's your money. Yeah. You'd be like, "Fuck you, man." Uh, yeah, exactly. And I it's mean, like, like, you, like, yeah, like unless you unless you tip me more money, it's you like can't you juggled have it. or something. Yeah, yeah, unless you tip me more money, you can't have your beer. And there's so many there's so many bands and singers downtown that do that. They 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 get so caught up into the like, oh, we work for the tip jugs. Like, okay, no, you should be working for the joy of it. I mean, exactly. Yeah. And and whatever you like, exactly like you said. I mean, I would kind of like to think that what you just said uh, summed up how I do my gigs downtown, where. I'd like to be tipped on performance. No, I give people a hard time. That's just my shtick. You know, well, like yeah, somebody good. walks out and they don't tip. I go, oh, thanks for nothing. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, in a job, in a jovial way. But uh, and I even do that little uh, saying, you know, when I tell people, folks, we're not going to come around. We're not going to shove this jug in your face. We're not going to do like all the other bands in town. We're going to leave it up to your own conscience. Yeah. You know, and, then dun, dun, <laughs> yeah. dun, and, and, and just so you know, the Lord's watching. Yeah, today. exactly. And, yeah. You know, you make a joke out of it. And the next thing you know, instead of going... Hey man, that's that's a ten twenty dollar song or or uh, you know a hundred dollar song for everyone went down to Georgia. I just go, oh, really? and, and they don't and they don't have a fiddle player. Do you really have a, do you really have a good song instead? <laughs> yeah. You know, you make a joke about it instead of instead of harping on it, harping on it, and it's kind of like and at the same time, if you're gonna request eighty songs, 
go ahead and throw a little something in there well, exactly. so I don't yeah. have to jump your ass exactly. about it, yeah. you know? So there's yeah. a two-way street about it. But yeah, I, I totally get it. You know, and, and I got into the... Uh, into the grind there in Nashville, I was work. I was doing like you know five, six, seven days a week. I wouldn't say no to a gig. I was yeah. doing doubles and triples, and then finally oh, I was just wow. like, "Man, I hate this." Yeah, because I feel like a like they say the dancing chicken. You know, I'm just going yeah. like, "Hey, uh, what did, oh damn, we only made this much in the tip jar." And I was like, "You're playing music all day long. You're you're doing what you were born to do uh-huh. all day, every day, if you want to." Yep. You know, and I finally just had to step back and go like, "Damn, I need to. I need to." kind of reconfigure my mind about this whole thing it's not about the tip jug yeah. it's about people having a good time and then the, and the next thing you know they're texting you the next the next year going hey i saw you last august where are you playing at this year i got a group of 20 people coming uh-huh. you were hilarious or whatever exactly yeah, you yeah. know and but um but i think you were kind of leading up to saying that you you didn't want to play downtown much anymore and i think when i had texted you you had told me that i was like yeah. no that's cool whatever but yeah. then you, you came out and you had a uh, you had, had a, fun. had a good time yeah, had a good time I mean, it was fun it was like and to me, that was the thing. It's like, and it's nothing against those. I mean, it's nothing against people. You know, you got to make a living. Right. I know Nashville's expensive, but I also know that the money people are making downtown, even and just like once again, the money living in Nashville is not cheap like it used to be. No. But the money that dudes are making, people, musicians, not just dudes, bartenders, people are, yeah, people are making downtown is God. great. Obviously, COVID sucked, but you know, what I mean, yeah. like, but pre-COVID, you know, bands, you know, guys are going home with. Road like road money, yeah, and yeah. they get sleeping on bed. Yeah, they yeah. played eight they hours. Play, yeah, they may have played eight to twelve. Hours yeah, they played eight to twelve it, but, hours for it. But mm-hmm. you still slept in your bed. You got yeah. to take your kid to school in the morning. You got to kiss your ugly wife, you know, or <laughs> wife, whatever you know, whatever it was, or husband, or husband, yeah, or. But I mean, you know, it it really boils down to if you're happy doing it, you know. what I mean, and there's been road gigs when I've been, I'm like, man, this is great. I get to play the opera, blah blah. blah but I was just not. It wasn't fun. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't like, man, this is not what I was born. I mean, I should, if I wanted to be a machine, I could just go to eight to five every day, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. No, it's, well, that's, I mean, that's kind of what, it, I mean, sometimes I see that. And I will say, I see less of it now, but that was uh, 2014 to 17. I saw a lot of the quote unquote panhandling. And if someone gets offended by me saying that, that's what like, seems like it was. It was just like yeah. people just begging, 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 begging. Yeah. And it was like, Man, just play. Have a good time. You know the ones that were doing that, Keo? Were, were they're, they're not good entertainers, one, yeah. or they're not good singers or front men, you know, yeah. or they're just not very good and the yeah. band sucks. That's why that's nobody's tr- tipping. That's true. Well, and the you other know. thing, too, is like, you know, just have fun. Have mm-hmm. a good time. Yeah, you know, run the tip chart, uh, you know, every hour, every 30 minutes if you want to. Mm-hmm. Do that. But, like, but don't be, like beating the audience up for money because mm-hmm. like you know nobody it, wants to come and hear that shit I, I mean I didn't want to I didn't want to see it I don't want to and I didn't want to be a part of it I kind of felt embarrassed yeah in some ways but people were really, and so they would, they would say to me go oh man well you got a you got a road gig man you always got road gigs so you got money and it's like yeah maybe but at the same time like I treat my road gig the same way I treat this gig mm-hmm. which is I try to show up actually I'm less drunk at home because I have to drive, but uh, you right. know, but it's like, but you know, but it's like I treat, but I treat this gig just like I treat my road gig, right. you know, and I and I want to because at the end of the day, people are seeing me play, mm-hmm. they know my name, you can Google me, exactly. Uh, there's a little, there's a level of professionalism that I kind of want to keep up. Maybe I don't, but I try to keep it up. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, like I've actually had people that that have came to town, and. Like, you know, I've either befriended them during a gig or whatever, or they were like, hey, you got, you got time to go uh, eat or something, you know? And I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever, I'm already down here, or I got a split double or something. 
And then we go sit down somewhere, and they're like, they're like, you know what? I liked. Uh, I mean, you're you're great. You're, the band was great, and you guys were funny, and you know, blah blah. blah. We had a ball, and and uh, they're like, some people go, I, I was more impressed by the fact you didn't have to pee in four hours after drinking so much, yeah. you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. But I've had people say, you know, what really uh, what we really enjoyed mostly is that you weren't you weren't uh, sit there redundantly talking about how I needed to tip you. Yeah. And then we're like, so we just tipped you because of that. Yeah. And I go, hey, whatever works, you know. I mean, if I wasn't if I wasn't making money down here, I wouldn't be down here. Yeah. And there's been times where you know there used to be months from November through March that were just like there's a ghost town downtown. Not anymore because people, yeah, people come yeah. out year round now. But but before you're singing the chairs, but you're like, hey, yeah. you know, we could be working, you know, slinging horseshit oh, like yeah. I used to do, or oh, or my. you know, ha- or hammering that or something. The, or the base pay, base pay could be twenty five dollars, like or, it used to be, or sitting at home or, not doing anything. yeah or doing anything. Yeah, I mean, but, so. but you're out there, you're playing, you get to play, you're, you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah, you know you're playing. Now there was some gigs where you know they'd call and, be, and you pick up a gig and you're like, oh, who's on that gig? You know, because you're like, <laughs> yeah. well that guy's just nuts or oh man he gets so drunk that you can't even you know whatever. Yeah. So you just go, nah, you know I'm booked already or whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. it's not your choice. But if if you show up and you're just constantly unhappy, you don't need to be playing anywhere. Well, is that well no well no one wants you. You know, no one wants you. Right. No one wants you at home. No one wants you in the bar. No one wants you on the road. You know, like. And that's like the key to, you know, like that's the key to it all. Like I, people hit me up all the time and they ask me about working like, oh, man, like you get you've done all these things. It's so weird for me to say this. But anyway, you've done all these things, man. How do you cool do it? It's cool to say it, though, ain't it? it? It feels good to say it because yeah. I'm not lying about it, which right. is good, you know. But, you know, when you when people come and they ask me this, they go, man, like, what's your secret? And I was like, man, I just try to be happy yeah. and I try to play the best I can play, you know, like. And I, and for many years, like I didn't have a road gig. Some of that was because people didn't want to hire me for whatever reason. I don't know what the reason was, but hmm. it, you know, it just it hmm. wasn't happening, you know. And <laughs> and and it and it, 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 it fucked with my brain because I thought I wasn't good enough. Oh yeah. But at the same time, when people needed someone, I would go audition for the gig, wouldn't get the gig. Someone would get the gig, and then the night before, you know, a year later, the night before, they have a gig, and that drummer can't make it. All of a sudden, my phone rings. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I, well, I wasn't good enough to be your steady guy, but you gonna, come, in, but right. I can come fill in with you know, ten hours notice, yeah, you know, or or you're you're picking me up on the way to the gig, and you, I'm gonna learn it because you trust me to do it. And I go, oh, okay, yeah, and but it's kind of a fine line on taking those gigs in there because yeah. you don't want to be so. Like, you know, you kind of don't want to be pretentious about it. Be like, well, you know what? If I wasn't good for you then, I ain't good for you now. But yeah. then you go do the gig and it's like it turns into something else. And you go, well, and, they, the and they, go, yeah. they go, man, you know what? We, we hired, hired this guy the other day because the first time because it was so-and-so's cousin. And we yeah. owed him a favor and yeah. it wasn't anything against you playing yeah. it. And or, then you go, or management oh. really was like, oh, you're too fat. You know, right. or whatever. And they're like, but we wanted you. And then you go, yeah. oh, well, shit, cool. But they're okay. like, now we can have you. And exactly. Then, yeah. And it turns into some good. So. You know, there's guys that have, have bailed on me, and they're like, "Well, I wasn't your first call." So then they they did, then they screw me over and not come out, and you know, and I got yeah. to scramble for something. I'm like, it's Nashville, yeah. no, you know. It's like it's not about a first call; it's about a call. A call, yeah. I mean, literally. I mean, yeah. it, you know, Tommy White used to tell me a joke. He's like, "Oh, I remember when I first came to town, and somebody called me, and, I, and I'd be like, oh, did you get all the way to the W's before you got to <laughs> yeah. me?'" You know, and I go, "Yeah, they must be they must be going off the first names for me with the V." You know? <laughs> yeah. But a call's a call, and you go. Yeah, shit, I'll go do it. You know, yeah. I never, I never took it as like, well, so and so did that gig before. Why didn't you call me? Well, not only that, the, but I it's... did that one time, and that guy never called me back because I pouted to him about uh, it. Yeah, and I learned that. right there, and yep. I and I thought, 
okay, I need to shut the hell up because now I'm not calling me at all. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't do it and bitch about it. Right. Because that makes it does make you look bad. Even mm-hmm. even if you're, if even if rightfully you have like you have like a right to do it, you know whatever, you know when you show up. Well, if you, if you agree to do something, show up, do your best. Right. If you need to bitch, hopefully there's someone in the van you can bitch to about it. <laughs> if, but if you don't, call your mom, call your, you know, call yeah. whoever, call call a friend. Bitching all the way to the bank. Though. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? So it's like, go do it. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I did. And, you know, I was, I, you know, uh, actually me and Sandy talked about it one time. She was like, I don't understand why you don't have a, like a normal gig. Like you, you'll go out and you'll sub with all these different people. And we're not just like talking about just playing bars. Like, we're talking about you go do arenas, stadiums, mm-hmm. big large festivals with no rehearsal. She's like, but yet no one will just hire you full time. She's like, I don't understand that. And I was like, you know, I don't either, but maybe it's not for me to understand because I'm working and I'll just take that. Right. And I was, that was my, I'll, I'll just take. And then you got this huge Rolodex of people, which, which kind of brings me to a question, yeah. not to change gears, but to change gears. Um, do, do you even remember how many artists you've worked with since you've been in town? Because. Wow. I mean, just try to name try to name as many as you can remember because I know, like right now, you're the drummer for Big and Rich, which you have been for seven years. Seven years now. That's yeah. That's but but you've also subbed other gigs during this time, right? Yeah, I, mean, I did. So if I go, let's go backwards. <laughs> well, like <laughs> like in the last like couple of years, I know that you 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 subbed a bunch of gigs for Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, yeah for Hank, Jake Owen, uh, Richard Marks, Kev Moe, Taj Mahal. Uh, Dina Carter, uh, Richard Marks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Jamie O'Neill thing. That yeah, was, Jamie O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Keith Anderson. And you said Little Big Town. A minute Little ago. Big Town. That was that. Was that when they were first coming out or something? That was uh, ish. Not not necessarily first coming out. It was uh, I forget the name of that record they had out. They were doing the Carrie Underwood tour. Mm. We did that. Uh, <gasps> did you get to see Carrie Underwood's legs in person? I did. Oh my god. She was very nice to me. She was very sweet. Oh. So I mean, they, everybody was very. Tell me more. Was, tell me more. Everybody was so nice to me. It was very. It was cool. I've never. You know, what's funny. I've never. I've hardly worked with anybody that wasn't very nice. Uh, but well, you that's know, good though. I, and, that's great. You know, yeah. But anyway, there's a there's a there's a massive. Oh list man, of Rodney Crowell. Oh yeah, Rod, oh, Rodney Crowell. Rodney Crowell. I got to do Guy Clark because of that too. Really, I got to work with Emily Harris. Got to work with. You know, uh, yeah, dude, you've worked with tons, man. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's and it's funny because like, you know. You see me walking down the street, you're like, who the fuck's that fat dude? Um, <laughs> who's that drummer with his shirt off? <laughs> yeah, who's, who's that homeless guy over there? Uh, but you know, but oh, it, just another drummer in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, just another drummer in Nashville. He's like, oh, gig. that's Lester. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you know, but was what was funny about it is like all that was happening so fast, I never got to think about it, really? and so I never really thought about a lot of that stuff until I got to be in our gig, and that was like my first full time gig. Uh, since the Rodney Crowell stuff. What was? Uh, uh, Big and Rich. Oh, Big and Rich. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so basically from 2004 to 2008, I was playing with Rodney pretty solid. And then I would do like Keith Anderson and some other stuff. And then, But I was always playing with different people. Yeah. Because like, even with Rodney, I worked with like Roseanne Cash and some other people like in between right. that. You know, I, I was like, oh, Americana stuff. All right. Mr. Americana boy. All right. Here That's we go. That's what's so cool is you got to play so many. It's not like you just worked for yeah. certain genres. Like you've mixed it up quite a bit. I got to do man. quite a bit. Yeah. It was in, you know, so within those circles, I got to be a dude working with those and then this. And then, and even like, you know, with even with Big and Rich, you know, it's like you do like D. Snyder and yeah. uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Megadeth. What's his name? Oh, Dave Mustaine? Dave Mustaine. Yeah. You know, um, I got to play with a Ben Sevenfold. Like, yeah. And I mean, I don't play double bass at all. Right. Like, I, oh, you don't? Fuck, I'm horrible at it. 
Uh, Not that I'd never need it, but you know. But the, and what's funny is that the Vince Sevenfold guys, they're like really good. They're like really good friends of mine now. It's oh, like yeah. the singer Matt. He and I like text like every day. Really, which is so random because like we'd met at a party at John's house. And they're like, "Hey man, like our, we're sitting in, but." Our drummer's like, do you know our songs? I was like, I'm a fan. Yeah. I said, but I don't play not like that. And they were like, that's fine. Yeah. And literally, they were making a record. And Matt, he was like, the singer, he was like, hey, man, like, you want to come out like and play a track on this record? And I was like, uh, that's cool. But, you know, I don't, and once again, I don't play double bass. He was like, oh, right. I mean, I'd be something fun, blah, blah, blah. And, every, and we never worked out because the drummer that I'm getting was this great drummer. And, he, you know, he did the whole thing. But yeah. I still thought it was nice that they even thought they even sure. considered, like, me and that's and that's been one of the weirdest things about me being me and it's something i i struggle with in some ways that i forget that i'm actually good no you are man you're <laughs> like i know you're I, mean, I mean it sounds so it probably sounds really horrible to say it but no it doesn't i'm good you're I'm, very you humble know. anyway i mean the, the whole conversation up to now is is i'm sitting here going like does keo not know how good he is because you're whole no, you're no. talking about yourself you're going like well they hired me for whatever i'm like it's because you're fucking good dude <laughs> but it's I'm but like, it's funny but it's like and it's i just had this conversation the other day with some friends about it because i was like i don't i just don't know i i just i'm just doing what i'm supposed to be do, what, yeah. what i think i'm supposed to be doing which is trying not to be an asshole and like being a support system you know like right i tell people you know they like oh man what's the secret and i go the secret is to not to be an asshole not to be an asshole Pretty and much. and basically it's People have to be I don't able know to, why. to depend on me. you. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like you know, people have to be able to trust you on and off the court. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's like yeah. you know, when you're on the when you're on stage, no one wants to be second guessing about the drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, like any other instrument, you can be like ah, well, whatever. But yeah, it's you, that's exactly right. But you know, you want you know, and and that's the one thing that everybody's had to kind of everyone said about me that I've worked with. They go, man, like I don't have to turn around. You're there. I wonder, yeah. You know, I, and it's so funny. Terry Clark was one of the people. She was one of the first people to say it. Uh, I went out and subbed for Chuck uh, 2006, I think. And it was, oh, op- it was opening for Big and Rich, actually. Oh, that's right. He played with uh, yeah. Terry. And, so, and Chuck, he ended up, unfortunately, he got cancer, so he couldn't go on the road. Yeah. And so they called me last minute. And, and I learned the songs. Lo- strangely enough, her band leader was my neighbor. Oh, really? And I didn't even know he lived near me. Oh no! Yeah, he is, was, that yeah. You, is that how you how you get the call? Yeah. Oh no, kid. And I was out, and I was playing with Chuck Wicks. Chuck Wicks had just started, and I just kind of came on with that, and then I got that call, and I was like, "Man, it's gonna be six months of work with Terry, and it pays more, and it's already an established thing. Someone's gonna set my drums up. Okay, I'm doing it." Yeah. And I kind of sort of burned a bridge with those guys a little bit. I mean, me and Chuck are cool, but I feel like some of the other guys in the band were kind of like, "Oh." Man. Kill you, let me down, but you know, it was I had to do it. It's, I guess it's Nashville. I mean, this is what we do for a living. They yeah, shouldn't have any. It, it was a thing. Qualms you know? about that, but uh, if they got a call to do something like that, they do it. Yeah. I mean. So and and so what's funny it was the first show with Terry because she wasn't she wasn't there for sound check. Uh, we you know we we played the show and it was time to introduce the band and and she looked back and she literally said she goes, oh my god, it, you're not Chuck. Nah. And 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 after the show, she said to me, she said, "You know, I didn't realize that he wasn't there." Oh wow! She was like, "I felt extremely comfortable with comfortable, the Comfortable, yeah. And and Hank said the same thing. He goes, "I like that drummer. He makes me dance." Oh wow! You know, and and uh, and it's, these are all like quotes they 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 wrote down about me in the email. And uh, Rodney was funny. He uh, said, uh, "He goes, I just love it when Keo just smiles." <laughs> and I was like, "That's nice." You know, and and. 
And, and Kenny, Kenny said his favorite thing is when I take my shirt off and beat shit out of the drums. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I've seen videos of that. I'm going, okay, next. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know, mm, Pornhub. Washboard. Uh, Washboard stuff. Uh, but, you know, yeah, yeah. More like a, yeah, wash. Wash tub. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wash. <laughs> it's all in the wash. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but. But it's funny that it was like that's you know I just talked about it, so it's horrible but anyway but like but literally people that was one of the things that like people want they want someone that's dependable uh, behind them and that's like that's literally this the key to working yeah you know you don't have to have like the big the best chops like I I posted thing about the fucking like pocket drummer and all that yeah shit. I love you know but it's like you know people want someone that they can trust that can be musical you know but the whole thing is they want to trust you you yeah. know what I mean like. You, for whatever reason, you trust me. You know, I don't know half these fucking songs, but I mean, I, I what's funny is I do know them. I just can't remember how they start, which right. is horrible. Or um, end, uh, or, 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 yeah. or the middle of <laughs> or the either. fills. Yeah, I don't know any of this stuff. Actually, I just sit back there and fucking smile. I was like, ah, yeah, we take my shirt off. We <laughs> uh, just have to be until they uh, integrated. <laughs> uh, you're, yep, you're in. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, but you know, it's like, but. That that says something though, like you. What, that's what people really want. Like yeah. you go, what do people want in a drummer? What do people want in a musician? What do people want in a friend? What do people want? You know, as someone that travels with them, mm-hmm. you want someone that's not going to tell your business. You want someone that's not that you have business, but you know, you want someone that's going to be a human that's going to comfort you. Like yeah. if you're having a bad day, if a guy's just like, "Hey man, it's going to be all right." Right. Some of that shit goes a long way. You don't have to get. You don't have to be like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. You just give somebody a nice nudge of like. I, I love when when you know? when somebody will come out and and then they'll go, "Man, I needed this so much, man. It was this is so much fun today." And I, yeah. that, I you know, and I take it as a compliment that you'll come play with me downtown because I know, like you said, you you don't do it very often with, with many people. Yeah. So I I'm like you know and and people have asked me like, well, you know, not, they don't ask me why I get who I get, but they always they always say, "Man, you always got top notch players, man." Yeah, you like do. like people yeah. that people that come out, you know, and when you're playing with us, they don't know that you don't always play with me. Yeah, you know, I mean, like all the time. Yeah, and and even all, all you know, even like Craig Krillick, he plays with me most of the time when he's in town, and and I'll even introduce him, like, yeah, it's his first time playing with us, you know, or whatever, you know. And people, yeah, yeah. So people don't know. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, it's all about during during the song, man. If that beat's there, like if <laughs> if the beat ain't if if the beat ain't right and it ain't being laid down, I can't sing with a shit. Yeah. Because my mind is going back there. And I don't know if that's partly because I play drums. Not as good as a lot of you guys because I haven't you know, played in a long time. But you know the, you know, you know what you want. Yeah, I know what I want. And then there's some songs, you know, I've had drummers come along. No, no, that's not that's not the speed of it. You know, and they'll go, yeah. this is the click clit I have. Click, 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 click. And I'm oh, like, I don't yeah, give a shit what your clicks yeah. Because I don't want to sing. Amarillo by Morning is a pretty fast song if yeah. you listen to it. Oh, Some yeah. guys get get you know confused and it's slow. And it's like, it's uh, not a ballad, dude. It's it's actually a pretty yeah. quick, oh, you know, two-step. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, there's certain songs that are like, like, uh, take for instance, I never go around mirrors. That's yeah. a, some guys play those like so slow. Mm. You just want to go, <laughs> wake me up when this is over. Yeah, and and yeah. my whole thing is, I don't want to bore a crowd to death, even yeah. on a ballad. Yeah, yeah. You know, even on a ballad, I learned a long time ago that if you just a couple of notches, yeah. couple of clicks faster, yeah. you just kind of go, okay, let's, let's do the request and, and kind of mm. get this over with. Not, not to, not in a bad way, but you're just like, and I even and I even joke, you know, I tell people, well, if you're not sad or depressed, you will be after this song. Yeah, but we're yeah. gonna try and get it over with as quick yeah. as possible, you know. And and you know, but then they then they go like, oh, they love that song, so whatever, you know. Yeah. And but yeah, I mean, if if if, if the tempo ain't solid and the, and I don't give a shit if you come in right or, or come out of it wrong, but in the middle of it, while I'm trying to sing, 
you know, and I tell all the drummers, it's like, oh man, sorry, and I'm like you're dragging a little bit, just, just, you know, and I'll go like, just pick it up, yeah. and they think, and it's like I'm, um, harping on them. It's oh. no, 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 it's not about your tempo. It's just that's probably what you're used to playing with so and so down the street. Totally, yeah, yeah. I just like a little faster, so just yeah. bringing up a couple of clicks, yeah. and then, and then that's it. And then some drummers interpretate that like, like Craig's really good about going, hey, I'll play wherever hell you want, it, man. It. And it, it, there's no wrong answer for me. No. Just, you tell me where you want it. That's it. That's and some I mean, guys get so like. Oh, God, you don't like my tempos. I'm like, no, I don't like your tempo. It's not that. I just yeah. want it well, the that, way I like it. That was know? man. So that was one of the beautiful things about playing with Rodney. Was playing with Rodney Crow is that he started out all the songs. There was no set list, by the really? way. Really, and he started all the songs. He counted them off, or he would just start playing because he would do his thing called stump the band. Oh. And uh, and and it was really funny. But one of the things I love playing with him was. First of all, every song was amazing. Right. Because, you know, he's fucking Rodney Yeah, Crowley, right? exactly. Exactly. You know, he's like the dude. Yeah. Um, and he, but one of the fun things about it was that he literally would intentionally try to stump the band. Oh, yeah. And play shit that we didn't know. It was like during the show, huh? During, oh, yeah. Oh, like, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Like, and he would, and towards, you know, it, it was funny. It was, you know, he, we would know the first like four or five songs because it just kind of became a pattern. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's so reminiscent of the Neil McCoy gig the same yeah. way. And then the middle section of it, it'd be like, "Hey, hey Mario," and, and he'll be he'll like, "Ah, oh, you know, the, the lads don't know this song, but you know, we're gonna play it anyway." Yeah. And he'd start playing. He'd be like, "Fuck, what is this?" Yeah. And then and then it'd be like, "Fucking gain control again." You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be like it'd be you know it'd be something that you know, but you just be like, if, but you know it's like you know three well, you're seconds. Not expecting it either. There's you three know. seconds of oh, we're gonna play. Please remember me. We never play that song, or we're, or we're gonna play. You know, yeah. It's just like whatever, you know, because he, he was reading the crowd the whole thing. But that keeps it fresh and fun. Don't, I mean, oh, we never played the same set twice. Yeah, it instead was, of playing the same set list over and yeah. over. And, it, and what was really fun too is like we would do like Green Hall down in Texas, uh-huh. and you know it's a ninety-minute show, and he played for three hours. Oh my god, really? Yeah, and he would just play. He would literally play until he was out of songs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and 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 he he would always tell me he goes. When I when I he goes the show is over when I stop having fun, because uh, unless I have to unless I have to stop if I don't have to stop the show is over when I'm when I'm done having fun. That's awesome. And I was like, okay, and that's and I kind of you know I was 24 when I got that gig and it was it was a killer band it was me, Jed Hughes, uh, Michael Rhodes, oh wow, and uh, Will Kimbrough, and then every now and then Pat Buchanan would come out, damn, or it'd be uh, Stuart Smith from the Eagles. He yeah, would, that's all heavy hitter uh, people right there. I mean, it was all these. Heavyweights and then yeah. like my black ass, you know, <laughs> like, my backwards hat, you know, Fubu shirt wearing motherfucker back there playing drums, you know, and uh, but if was, you had a shirt on, yeah, if I had a shirt on, that was that. There was some moments where we played some gigs. We played Green Hall once one year in the summer, and there was and the AC went out and it was hotter than fuck. Oh yeah, and it's uh, already hot in there anyway. It was hot, so I remember like, I just I, and now you know it's kind of a prestigious gig. Everybody dressed nice, you yeah. know. Kind of deal, and there I was looking fucking homeless. But anyway, <laughs> Dickerson Rose finest over there. But uh, but I remember playing the Green Hall, and I just oh, and I looked man. at looked at Rodney. And I was like, man, uh, this shirt's coming off, and he goes, I expect no less. Oh, that's funny. That's and we're, awesome. we're like two songs in, oh, and wow. the shirt's off, and we're done. I am drenched in sweat. Like, sure, and, I'm, and also wear shorts, which I never like. I hate playing drums in shorts. But oh, it was really? that hot. I was like, I knew, and and in those days too, that the, it was like you know Roddy Crowell and the Outsiders, and so he had put together basically a rock band. We were oh. a, a loud ass rock band playing with this you know singer songwriter folk singer. Dude. Yeah, and I uh, wish I'd have caught one of those shows. And then. he loved it. He loved like you know like 
there would be like Jed and Will would go back and forth and do twelve minute guitar solo. Oh no, kidding. Where you know, like we, you know, it's it was he was very much into getting everybody into you know everybody into it, and it was like and it would be Michael Rhodes or uh, Danny Bigsby on bass and or or Byron House, you know, and so those guys had a moment, you know, like yeah. everybody had a thing. So he's very musical in the. In oh, it was, yeah, yeah. And it was, and he was into sharing it, you know, and <clears throat> uh, Jed and Will would open the shows, so they were the opening act. So they would go out and oh, do, really? they would go out and acoustically play that, you know, they'd do like, you know, four songs a piece. They'd be like a break and then they would, then we all would come out oh, Okay. and literally out the gate, man, just fucking balls to the wall, just going for it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like we would, there's a song called uh, Earthbound. We would start with Earthbound, you know, do, got, do, got, do, got, do, got, do, got, do. You know, just going to town. Yeah. yeah. Just like, and there I was. And, and the only thing he didn't like was he didn't like symbols. He like you know he was like I so when I sh- uh. when I showed up to the gig I had a four piece kit and one symbol oh. and he was like I like you yeah, I like you already <laughs> <laughs> I like you I mean and, and it was a very quiet symbol yeah. and so and and the sound guy has been his best friend since high school dang yeah and and he's also like he's a great great sound guy great producer uh you know he's a songwriter also the whole deal okay. And, and he's been there, so his ears are in tune. And so he was, he was funny too because like I'm kind of going around in circles, but that's okay. The fun thing about those working with those guys was that it was the first time I'd ever been respected as a player. Oh, really? To do what I did, yeah. Which I didn't know what I did, and so the so talk about oh. road, so talking about funny road stories. Here we go. <laughs> so I uh, I'm in San Francisco with Brian McComas. And it was really fun because it was like it was a great band. It was Kevin Key, Clint Chandler, uh, Jay uh, Jay Gorman, and Michael Hughes. We're all playing with with uh, Brian McCombs. Oh man, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, I get a phone call, uh, and it was like it was from Rodney. It was like, "Hey man, uh, Keo is Rodney." I was like, "Hey man, <laughs> what's up, dude? Hey, hey bro." Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I'm, and I knew he was gonna. I knew that he was gonna call eventually because you know. It was being set up. So anyway, so he calls me. He's like, "Hey, I'm I'm auditioning drummers tomorrow. Can you be here?" I was like, "Yeah, man, no problem." I'm in San Francisco. I was say, the next day, yeah. <laughs> I'm in San Francisco, right? And we're going home the next day, but we weren't leaving until the afternoon. So I remember like going to the, to the tour manager. I was like, "Hey, man, I need to get my uh, I get to change my flight. I'm paying for it, but just just let's change this flight." Yeah. So I ended up taking the first flight. From San Francisco to Nashville, and it was a direct flight. You know was, what? Yeah, I know. Crazy. That don't right? happen anymore. So, uh, which is already probably a three and a half hour flight, four hour. Oh, it was yeah, it was brutal, but yeah. it was perfect because I kind of had to learn some songs. Oh, okay. And it's Gave you and, time to go over them on the plane. Yeah, and this is pre like, this is you know this is pre people emailing you songs. Right. So, uh, I had to because we, we finished the gate kind of early. I went to a uh, I forget what you call those stores. It was a, a, a CD shop. And they had like the essential Rodney Crowell. Oh, so I bought it. Oh yeah, and I listened to it. I had a Walkman, you know. Oh, so bro. I listened to it on the flight back. I landed, got in my car, drove to SR, and the first guy was auditioning Tom Hurst. Yeah. First guy was auditioning with him. Next, and I was and I was the second guy, and. uh Wait, so let me rephrase. Tom was in there. He was in there auditioning, and it was me and four of the dudes outside. Mm-hmm. 
And he just, and so Tom's done. Rodney comes out. He's like, Keo. <laughs> so I walk in. And he was like, nice to meet you. It's weird wife. that they would audition if he just calling you, his, he's calling you himself. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he called, but he called everybody himself. Oh, apparently. he did? Really? Yeah. I, and so I, 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 uh, I go in. He's like, this is my wife, Claudia. He goes, my, he goes they just got gotten back from Europe okay. like the day before. And he was like, my ears are kind of fried. Uh, my wife is kind of, she's here to kind of help me out. And I was like, okay, cool, man. Whatever. Oh, gotcha. And I was yeah. like, hey, Cla-, and she's a musician. You know, she's, Claudia's a musician also. And I was like, hey, cool, you know, so whatever. So, uh, he goes, uh, do you know any of my songs? And I said, nope. <laughs> I said, <laughs> but I said, but I've seen you play before. And I said, and I did buy it, you know, like the essential, you know, record yesterday. Yeah. I said, so, yeah, I know some songs. And I said, but I can get through anything. I literally said, I can get through anything. Ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. Dick. Boom. Right. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Legend. I can play any of your songs with my huge cock. <clears throat> huge cock of confidence. And so we we did. He said, All right. And so he counted off Earthbound. And then we played it. Do got do First course stopped. Fuck. Ah, what I do. And he's like, Okay. I was like, all right. And he goes, This next song. I, you know, I, I need a kick drum, and I want you to kind of emulate the hi hat. And he goes, "Just play along with me." So he starts playing this thing. Cause he's a great acoustic guitar player, by the way. Oh, okay. Probably one of my favorites that I've ever worked. Really? With. And uh, he's playing, and I, I join in, and, and we just kind of do this jam thing. It's just he and I on acoustic guitar, where I'm literally playing, you know, the hi hat, yeah. kick drum, and every now and then I go to the tom. He goes, "Play some toms." And he, he was singing Tom Parker, doom, doom, doom. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Oh, my God. And I was like, and then we stopped. And he goes, hey, man, so I got this song. What I need you to do is I need you to, I need you to rush the verses and lay back on the choruses. And I was like, uh, sure, man, whatever you want, right? So oh my gosh. we go in, and he starts playing until I, I can gain control again. Okay. And he wanted to. Very straight, you know, thing for the for the verses and, uh-huh. the, and for the chorus. Just pull it back a little bit, yeah. First chorus. He goes, gig's yours. Hey, guys, go home. No. He told everybody else to go home. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck. <clears throat> so I immediately had to quit my gig. With Brian? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian. I called Brian directly. Hey, buddy. Uh, I just got a new gig. I'm out. Uh, uh, sorry, man. Like, I... <laughs> And he was like, well, it's kind of fucked up, but congratulations. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll see you on the other side sometime, yeah. you know? See nope. you at the crossroads, crossroads. <laughs> Not so much. They have bone thugs and fuck you, Keo. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I ended up working with Brian later for some, for, for some stuff anyway. But oh, but it was good. really, but what was funny was that we did that. And he, so he came back and he said, hey, man, um, I'm fried. And I was like, okay, cool. So he gives me a box of CDs. He goes, there's no set list. Just know these. Oh, my God. And he goes, uh, you and I will get together in two days. Just learn all the songs. Huh? Yeah. So I canceled every gig I had. I had a boom box in those days. So I put the CD. Mm. I put all the CDs in my boom box, and I wrote out charts. And I remember showing up two days later with him, and I had this chart book. And he goes, it's not going to help you. <laughs> he goes, there's no set list. I was like, oh. Uh, he's like, there's no time to flip. I was like, right. Okay. Or search for a chart. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, cool. We get through it. 
the next day he was playing at Thurn Lindsley with his old drummer, the guy that was leaving. You know, he was he was already you know that was oh, like his last. Oh, he was kind of on his way out. Or whatever. Yeah, and the next day we were leaving to go go. So I went and watched the show, and he's like, "Man, I'm glad you got to came out. You can see it. the vibe." I go, "Yeah, man, I'm in. Was good." Yeah. So we next day we fly to. San Francisco, actually. Oh, no way. <laughs> well, how did the odds of that? <laughs> Go back to San Francisco. And, uh, and we had a day off, and uh, it was really cool because like, his record went number one, and you know, we were having a good time laughing. And and I met the band. Literally, I, I, I met them the night before, but I really met them at the airport. Okay. Kind of thing. So the next morning, or next day, we do sound check. And, you know, I'm nervous. It's my first gig sure. with them. It's a, kind of a big deal. I'm freaking out. Because at this time... This is a life-altering gig for me. Yeah, this I'm I'm working with someone that people respect, which means hopefully they'll respect me. Right. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. So we do sound check, and he's like, "Ah," I was like, "Oh what?" And he was like, "Think I hired the wrong drummer." <laughs> oh no! And I was like, "Fuck." Oh no! Uh, I mean, it, it, he was very nice about it. Yeah, he was like, "Man, I just feel like I may have made the wrong choice." You know, like something's not gelling. I was like, well, "I don't fucking know you or anybody." I'm just yeah. I didn't say that. I was just like, "Man," he goes, "You know," he goes, "Showtime, just just prove me different." He goes, and he said, "I know that." He goes, I, "He goes, you've studied the songs." He goes, "But here's the deal: if I wanted to hire Eddie Bears, I could hire Eddie Bears. If I wanted to hire Paul Lamb." I can hire a pole line. Yeah. I hired you. Do what you do. I was like, ah, I don't know how. I don't I'm know 24, what motherfucker. Means. I don't yeah. know what to do. Right? What does that just, mean? Yeah. I just got finished playing 99% sure. You know, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I did. True story. You're in my head. Fuck off. You know. I forgot about that song. So, I, I, I don't even take the, I'm so embarrassed that I don't even take the runner van back to the hotel. I walked back to the hotel. And oh I, man, that's got that doesn't I, put you in the mood to play the show. I man. was, dude, I was zing. I was just like, fuck, right? So I, I walk back to the hotel. I'm bummed. I call my granddad, who's also a musician. I call my granddad and I say, hey man. He goes, oh, what's going on? I was like, man, I fucked up. And he's like, what do you do? How'd you fuck up? Like, yeah, that's me. My, my granddad. Like, why, why'd you fuck up? I was yeah. Like, I was like, man. So we're playing, and like Rodney thinks he made the wrong choice, and he was like, you know, he said if he wanted to hire these other guys, he would hire them, but he hired me. To be me, so be me. And I said, I don't know who I am. And I said it to my grandson, I don't know who I am. Yeah. And he said, you're great. That's what you are. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? <laughs> and he was like... Just <laughs> listen to my boy. <laughs> but he literally, he said, he goes, he goes, you're great. He goes, you do a thing. People like it. You're my favorite drummer. He was like, just be you. And if it doesn't work out, fuck it. Yeah. Go be you somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Okay, well, I gotta find me in the next fucking four hours because I don't know where the fuck he is right now. There's a really scared bitch inside right now, and so uh, I, uh, you know, it's I, I calm myself down. I wasn't a big drinker in those days, unfortunately, but you know, I, I calm myself down by drinking a lot of Sprite and watching like Forensic Files, uh, which would get anybody down. But yeah, but you know, I, 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 you know, I walked out and we did a little prayer before, and we played the gig and. And I was just like, I'm just going off instincts because he's literally just rapid fine songs. That yeah. I kind of sort of know. I like, I, I kind, I'm like, ah, whatever, you know. Right. And we're playing and we're having a good time. Everybody's laughing. He's laughing. You know, I was like, oh, he's performing. I'm fired. Whatever. Right. You know, he whatever. just put on a show. Yeah. And so we would do uh, like a Rolling Stone, the Bob Dylan tune. 
and at the end of the day, he, he was he would introduce the band, and he was and he was so funny, and he introduced everybody in the band, and I was last, and he just goes, "On oh, the pots and pans, we got young Keo Stroud back there." Actually, well, actually, he actually makes it this story. First of all, he goes back on the drums. You know, there was this young boy beating on the pots and pans in his grandmother's kitchen, making all kinds of fucking noise, <laughs> driving her crazy. And then that young man grew up to be a fantastic drummer. On the drums we have for the first time, Keo Stroud, I hope you stick around for a while. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, yes. And then I became a big drinker. I got shit-faced at night. <laughs> uh, but, uh... <laughs> I was like, the compliment, compliment. The compliment turned you to drink it. Yeah. But it was but it was funny because and then after the show he was he said to me, he goes, You found yourself. He goes, That's what I wanted. That's crazy. He goes, I want you to be you. He goes, you don't have to be those you other people. To play like those guys. Yeah, I want you to be you. So what what like, do you think that you did different? Or what do you think that you did to be you, quote unquote, you? You know, I, because I didn't grow up listening to a whole lot of country music. Like my favorite country band is fucking Brooks and Dunn. That sounds really weird, but I love Brooks and Dunn. I can't You're help it. Have to keep you after class. I know. No, you know. Actually, I, I no, mean, I'm just that was, growing up, that's kind of what I heard. That was kind of my introduction yeah. to it. But my my granddad loved like Little Jimmy Dickens and stuff, so I knew a bunch of old country stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, that was kind of my thing. But I just didn't have, I didn't have the normal drumming instincts that a lot of guys had going listening to like country and rock music. Mm-hmm. So like drum fills, or even like the feel of playing. Yeah. Like, like in those, which some people don't understand that there's a feel, yeah, a, stu- a, a feel to certain, yeah, and, country stuff versus like like a blue shuffle and a four four country shuffle is, is different. It's a different thing. It's yeah. very different. And, and and it's funny you say it because like I feel like part of my style is that I've been able to, especially in the country world, I've been able to to marry like blues, gospel, country into yeah. which they all. Are. They're kind of, you know, they're all the same, kind of same kind of thing, yeah, yeah. but you know, it's just subtle things. But I've been able to kind of marry a lot of those things all into one, right? Which is my, th- which I guess would be my thing, quote unquote, you know. Uh-huh. But that's kind of what happened was like I play, I don't play very straight. I don't have a, I can play very straight if, if need be, but right. like my thing has a little swing to it. And it's I, called groove. Okay, groove. Okay, yeah. so let's call it that. Uh, no, no, I'm just saying for the people that are listening. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it, it, it's yeah. called groove, and and that's it's it's it, it, there's a, a it, in country. It's kind of a hard thing to find with a drummer with a groove, which is weird because most of it's tick tack tick tack tick Yeah, yeah. But if you got that groove there a little bit, it's like a tick tack tick tack You know, yeah, it's yeah, different. Yeah, and I think that was the thing that he liked. And then he also liked the fact that I, he goes, you smile all the time because you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I see you There's having fun. There's a lot to be said for that. He's like, I see you having fun. I want to have fun. Right. And he's like, and he goes, and you, you take direction well. He, yeah. would, he would tell me something. Like, we'd be playing, he'd be like, you know, mouthing something about, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. And I would, and I would do it. Just like the whole thing I was saying, like, just pick yeah. it up a couple notches and then you go, okay. You, yeah. And, it's and it was even like the, just the drum sounds. I would try to do things differently with drum sounds. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, you know, kind of honor what, you know, the music that he was going for by getting like those right drum sounds, but then also applying my feel, so to speak, and mm-hmm. groove to the songs. And I think he liked it because in the, those younger days, I also had a little bit more energy. Right. I was, you know, less sleepy. Uh, so well, you were hungry too. You were yeah, hungry for I mean, that. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and, I've, and I really enjoyed playing. Yeah. I really enjoyed playing with that band. That was so much fun playing with those people because I feel like my game, basically I feel like my game was challenged. They upped your game. Yeah, yeah it's like, like, like imagine like being 
this sounds so dumb, but like imagine being like John Paxson or Steve Kerr, right? And you're on a and you're on a team with fucking Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like you got to step it up. Yeah, you're never going to be Michael Jordan, but you're also not on the bench. Right. So and when you're playing with Michael Jordan, you got to be on that level. You may not be on his level, so yeah. but you but you have to be on a certain level. And and I feel like this sounds sort of, I feel like that band was like the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. You know, where you had every you know, every aspect of of guy doing their job but yeah. doing it on a level and especially doing it on a level to match what Rodney was doing because he's a fucking legend. Right. You know? Right. And he knows what he wants and he's very musical. So right. it was that thing. I feel like I was challenged to be to be great, so to speak. To be better, yeah. Because that or was to, to yeah. be a better you. Because yeah. he wanted you. He and, wanted me to be yeah. me, right? Right. And that was cool because I got I discovered who I was and uh, I liked it. And what's funny uh-huh. about it is I got I've been hired and fired because of who I am, yeah. pl- playing wise. Like no one's ever like I don't think I've ever been fired because I sucked. Right. I've been fired because that's not what the direction they were going for. Or that feel. Or that feel. Right. And that's and that's fine. Like right. that's like that's okay. And I remember when I got fired from Little Big Town, I called Rodney and I was like, "Hey man, I got fired." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Well, it wasn't because you're playing." He goes, it wasn't because your attitude, because you're a nice guy. He goes, they just wanted something different. Yeah. He goes, I got some gigs coming up. You're on them. Yeah. And and I just I just called him because he was the first. He was like the, the guy I knew I could call and be like, hey man, like kind of bounce that off of him. Can, yeah. can I need I need some. Need I, a pound I, I, I don't. Well, I don't. Well, I don't even need a pound it back. I just need to talk to somebody because I know I know you. Yeah. And I know that you're gonna shoot me. He's never lied to me. Right. You're gonna shoot me straight about what happened or, or what I, what I could do. Mm-hmm. And he was very honest and he was just like, man, you know, it, what you're doing may not work because you don't suck. You're not a horrible person. Did you piss anybody off? No, you're fine. Yeah. You're, you know, just come home. You're going to have gigs. move on. Yeah, exactly. And it was, and it's funny. And, and every, you know, and I remember one time I was bitching, I was upset because I wasn't getting like session work that I wanted. Cause I was like, oh, I want session work. I'm yeah. not getting it. You know, that guy. and I called him and I was like, man, like, I wish I had more sessions and I don't understand why. And I know a lot of people are using this certain dude and I, I kind of wish I was doing that. And he said, well, I have a session tomorrow and, oh my I, God. <laughs> and I hired that guy. And I was like, oh, you did. Huh? Uh, and he, but he said to me, he goes, come through the studio, come watch him. Yeah. Come watch him play, see what he's doing. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I did. i sat there. I watched this guy play. And he was fantastic at everything he was doing. Was it Eddie? No, it wasn't Eddie. I've seen Eddie play. <laughs> I was going to say, that'd be funny, though. Yeah, no. If you wanted Eddie Burns, you could have him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. uh, But I have seen Eddie on stuff, and, you know, with, with him. But, you know, it's, I was there, and I watched it. And uh, I knew the guy and some other stuff. So everything was cool. And afterwards, he called me. He said, hey, man. He goes, do you think you could have done that today? And I said, to some degree. And he goes, Okay. So the next time he had a session, he called me. And so I did what I did. And he was mm-hmm. like, good. And like, like, there you go. Like, you you know, you you can do it. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Like, I mean, he like, sound he, like he opened up a lot of doors for you. Then. He did. I mean, he was, dude, he was fucking like so cool with me. Like, because I, I, and one of the reasons, like, I mean, Neoshi played with him before I did. But one of the big reasons I got the gig was uh, Tony Brown and Tim Dubois. They saw me play with Wade Hayes. Oh, and uh, I actually get, it's actually funny you know it's like those little things right that you don't think about right. I don't have no fucking idea who those guys are especially yeah. in 2002 no idea yeah just, which the, for the listeners they're big time producers I just don't time, know who the fuck yeah. they are I just don't yeah. know so we're doing the NFR 
and something happens with Tim's tickets. His tickets aren't, or his tickets not there. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about rodeo. Right. Like, I don't give a shit. It's like, oh, wow, bulls. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go back to the hotel where the hot chicks are. That was like, before you know. got the cowgirls. And, yeah, it was, I, the well, I went that's where the cowgirls are back at the hotel. That's yeah. where I was going, oh, right? Oh, gotcha. So uh, I gave Tim my ticket. And uh, and he said, man, thanks, man. If I could ever, he gave me his card. He said, if I could ever do anything for you, let me know. Uh. And I was like... Okay, you know what? I can get some coke. No. I was just, I, literally, I was like, I have no, I don't know who this guy is, so yeah. I'm not gonna call him. I, I literally took that card, I put it in my back pocket, and I just moved on with my life. Yeah, and uh, and then one, so 2003, yeah, yeah, 2003, I remember being like really, really broke and like trying to figure it out. So I called him up and I said, Hey man, like, I'm really broke. And uh, I was wondering if you guys are hiring a janitor at Universal South because and I'm dumb. Like I don't I don't realize that Universal South doesn't have their own thing. Like you know they're in a in an office building with some other you know the people. I don't yeah. I don't know shit. Stupid, yeah. Right. <clears throat> and he said to me, he said, Keo, you don't need to be fucking cleaning anybody's trash up. And I was like, okay, cool. He goes, and plus we have a cleaning service for that, so we're not hiring you. I was like, okay. And he was like, <laughs> just story. That's so funny. And then he said, and, and he said to me, he goes, man, he goes, uh, do you like Longhorns? Like the steakhouse? And it used yeah, to be a, oh, yeah, the room? Longhorn. Yeah, yeah, that was the place. Yeah. He said, you like that place? So I was like, yeah, but I said, I'm too poor to ever go there. He goes, we have an account there. He goes, anytime you're hungry, you just go, I'll put your name on the account. You just go and you get food. What? And I was like, I am not doing it. Yeah. Like, like just pride and embarrassment. And then what if I get there and he doesn't fucking do it? I'm going to ask. Like, sure. You sure, black. This on Tim Dubois account, please. Sure, black guy. <laughs> Tim Dubois account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What oh, do you, are you working at the cleaning service? <laughs> you know, one of the guys from the cleaning service. Yeah, no, exactly. So. <laughs> uh, you made me cough. Um, but I. One day I did it. I was like, I'm just curious. Yeah. And you're laughing about this. I fucking went and I got a fucking salad. Oh like, my! God. I was like, I was like, just in case I got to pay for this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's the cheapest thing you got? No, I don't I don't know. Take two. Can I get some air and water? <laughs> just need the environment change. But you I wanna, you want to size that up and yeah. get an extra fry? No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Wait, not yet. No. So, uh, but I did. I went there. You know, a couple times I went when I when I was. I really needed something, and and then, sure as shit, two thousand four, National Star, it was you went you went a contract with uh, with uh, Universal South, and Tim Dubois and Tony Brown. Oh, I forgot. That's right. Got the me on the gig. Star. They got me on the National Star gig. Very <laughs> short lived, but they yeah. got me on the gig. Yeah. I got shaken off that, and then was that when Buddy Jewel was on there? Because was it was like... a year after Buddy Jewel was on it. Oh, okay. Uh, it was the year that Erica Joe won. Oh, Erica Joe, yeah. yeah. So maybe a couple years after, but uh, but it, what was funny though was like, you know, they they called in a favor and they're like, man, you can handle this. So I went and auditioned and basically, you know, I got the, I got the gig. Like yeah. I said it was short lived for me, but uh, right after that gig, I ended up going out with Trent Wellman for a little bit. Oh yeah, and Trent, then, and then from Trent to. Uh, Trent's a cool dude man. he's a great dude I just saw him the other day because he's producing now he's like yeah he's writing and producing yeah. a lot of Texas artists yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, so I was doing that and then uh, Niyoshi was leaving the Rodney gig and so I knew that Rodney and Tim knew each other so I was like and Tony Brown so I just mm-hmm. called him I was like hey man like 
do you mind putting a good word in for me? Yeah. And he was like, absolutely. And he goes, oh, he goes, call Tony. And I was like, I'm not fucking calling Tony Brown. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to call Tony. I did. I called him. Oh. And he was like, absolutely. And so those guys were, they were very nice. And they called wow. Rodney. I was like, hey, man, we got this kid. I know you know, I think, I know you know his name, blah, blah, blah. But I think he'd be cool, blah, blah, blah. And there it was. <clears> so, wow. That doesn't happen to a lot of people. No, it was, it was. It was super cool. I mean, I, and I don't tell that story very often because I feel a little embarrassed about it because I was so fucking broke. Um, <laughs> but everybody, everybody who comes to Nashville is broke at some point yeah. because it's just how the music business is. I mean, that was the same way for me. I mean, <clears throat> after moving here, yeah, I was doing great. And then I took a gig. I, we knew we were talking about it. I won't yeah. say which gig it was, but that was the brokest I've ever been. And I was like, I can't do this. I got, yeah. I got to get back to it, you know, making some money. And, and I did. And, but, but then you, but it makes you kind of even <clears throat> more hungry, you know, to yeah. get back and doing stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, and one of my favorite. So we're going to talk about Rodney, but like one of my favorite things was in 2014, which which was like literally the like the best year of my life. Mm-hmm. Like like I uh, I got stood up on New Year's. Uh, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a true story. I got stood up on New Year's Day for a date, and uh, luckily it happened. But uh, Stunny Larue called me. They just got fired their drummer like on a whim. Yeah, it was like, hey man, can you be in Steamboat tomorrow? You got oh. a flight in six hours. Yeah, can you can you bring a drum set? <laughs> Fuck no, man! It's fucking three o'clock in the morning. I don't have a on drum set. Yeah, I don't have a. I don't know. Yeah, you know, he goes. Yeah. All right, we'll get you one. Uh, oh they did. God. So I remember. So I go do the Stony thing, <clears throat> and it, which lasted for like four weeks. Yeah. Like it was like, can you just like? I was like, I have nothing else going on. Like this chick don't you know whatever. Yeah. And so I'm out with Stony. Rodney calls me. He's like, Hey man, I'm putting on your record, so we're gonna do a little promo thing for two weeks. Can you can you come do it? And I was like, Yeah. Yeah. And part of that promo thing was we did South by Southwest. Okay. And uh, and you know and South by Southwest is a weird deal because guess, you know yeah. you have the struggling bands mm-hmm. that are st- fucking struggling yeah. to make it work and broke. And then you have like your big bands who do the big events and parties, and then you have like people doing the media runs. So basically, it's people who have they have new records coming out, so they're doing all these like media showcases, right? Where it's it's easy. You fucking walk in, you play. There's some shit already set up. You walk in, you play three, four songs. Yeah, exactly. But you'll do it two or three times a day, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Whatever. So we're staying at the Hilton Hyatt, whatever it is, right there. That that all the all the superstars are staying at. So we're there. And we're there for a whole week. And oh, Rodney wow. is totally cool. One set of balls per room. That's his rule, which is so cool. You know. So we're there. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I I've kind of like had a little crush on the the bartender downstairs. So I would go down and have a couple drinks. And uh, so I'm down there. And Booker T. Jones, yeah, is there, like just hanging out? He's hanging out. It's him <clears> and it's Paul <throat> McCartney hanging out. And I was like, "Fuck, yeah. Booker T. and Paul McCartney." Yeah. So randomly, the only seat available at the bar was next to Booker T. So I sat down next to him. Yeah. And I'm just having a glass of wine, trying to be fancy, not fucking <laughs> fancy. Drinking wine with a straw. <laughs> yeah, it's like, here it goes. Excuse me, what's your Can name? Can I get a couple ice cubes for this? What are your names, guys? <laughs> what's you doing in town? Uh, so, and uh, and also, and, and Lady Gaga was there too, but she was she was like kind of like walking around, whatever. Yeah. But uh, so I, I start talking to 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 Booker T, and we're like, we should, you know, we hit it off. And I was like, oh man, and he's like, so what are you doing? And I was like, man, I'm playing with this guy Rodney Crow, and he was like, man, I love Rodney, <laughs> and I was like. You do? Want to meet him? <laughs> and, and, and he was like, he said, man, he goes, I produced a record on Rodney. And I was like, you did? Wow. Uh, it's called Life is Messy. Huh. And uh, he said, man, he goes, 
It's a real shitty record. Ah, uh, hey guys, it was one of the toughest records I've ever done. He goes, it was very weird because there was there was a weird dynamic going on in the studio, and all this stuff. And he goes, I really feel like I I failed and I let Rodney down. And he said, uh, it was just a really tough record to make, and I wish we could do it again. Yeah. And I was like, well, he's upstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, he's up. Well, he's up. He's. Well, I'll call him. Yeah. So I did. I called him. I said, hey. Rodney, I'm hanging out with Booker T. And he goes, oh, I'll be right down. Oh, uh, no question. So, so him and Stuart Smith come down. Because <laughs> they were, they were going to go have dinner anyway. So they came down. And they just start talking. And one and it was really weird. They apologized to each other for that record. Oh, wow. And they were like, man, we should really do that. We should make that record again. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, like Paul McCartney's hanging out, too. Yeah. Like, he's just like, he's just over there, like, kind of. Just like no one's bothering him, he's just whatever. And he kind of would chime in every now and then, but like uh, it was just kind of a weird thing. And I was wow. like, oh, okay. And I didn't say shit to him, by the way. Yeah, I was, and I, my focus was there. And he ended up leaving too. Like he was waiting on some of the other guys to leave in the band to come out, and he left. But so, we're, so it's me, Stuart, Rodney, and, and Booker, and we're also there chatting. And and then Rodney and uh, Stuart leave, and so it's just me and Booker T, and we're drinking wine, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're just talking. And I said, man. I'm having a really good year this 2000. I'm having a really good year this year, and I said, and I don't know how to handle it. I said because 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 while I was out with Rodney, I got a call to go back out with Stony for four more weeks. It was like Stony, Louis, Randy Rogers, Wade Bowen, and someone else doing a tour together, okay, and they wanted yeah. me to be like the drummer for it. Okay. And then also I got a call to do some stuff with Chad Warwick and then Keith Urban too. So it was like while I'm sitting there, my, I was getting all these calls, <laughs> and, and they were all lining up. Like like I was literally. Hopping off a plane, get on another to get Damn. on another bus to do you know, and so I went to to Booker T and I was like, man, like you were a young guy when you had your success, how'd you handle it? Yeah, and he looked at me, and he said, I deserved it. I was like, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, like no, I didn't say it to him, but in my brain, I was like, you're an asshole, man. You just literally said you deserve it. And I was, he goes, and he said to me, because man, he goes, when I was a kid, I loved basketball. And my friends, while my friends were playing basketball, I was playing my bass guitar. He's a bass guitar player, of course. Yeah. He goes, and I practiced my keys. Now I would write songs. He goes, I really worked on my craft. And he goes, so when things started to work, you know, come to me and, and work for me, he goes, I deserved it. He goes, I deserved success. I deserved the money. I deserved the work, all this. I deserved my divorce. Uh-huh. I deserved my kids hating me. I deserved going broke. I deserved, like, he literally said, and he goes, he goes, always be accountable for your actions. And he was like, everything you get, you deserve in some, in some, in some form. In some way, yeah. And he goes, even something bad, if something bad happens to you, and you go, it's not my fault, you have to recover from it. If you do not recover from it, then you, you kind of deserve then, it. Then kind of, you deserve it. It's kind of your fault. Like, yeah. if you let little things turn into big things, it's kind of your fault. Wow, that's pretty cool. And I was way like, to say it, yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> deep, well, man. I just want to know if I get alone. You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> and so, <laughs> and we so we exchange phone numbers, you know, which is yeah. fucking hilarious. I, and I call him every every now and then. I'll call him. It's really weird. Um, but uh, and sometimes he'll call me and he'll be like, "Oh, hey, man, you know," because he and I talked years ago on the phone. I was doing. I was working with Al Anderson, uh, doing. It was Al Anderson and Dean Dillon. Doing a thing together, okay, it was really weird. But I was, uh, I was tracking for Eddie. Ah. Eddie bolted to get something else and called me. He was like, "Hey, man, you working today?" Nope, you are now. Oh gosh. And Al Anderson thought I was the Carter's guy. It was really funny. Oh. Are you here to deliver the drums, sir? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he goes. He said to me, he "Goes, 
man, instead of setting those, because I was getting drum sounds, he goes, instead of setting them things up, you should be one playing them. I was like, I am. He goes, now I feel like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> as you are. Well, you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, you deserve it. But, uh, yeah, and so, uh, and on that session, he told Booker T, he's like, I know this drummer you should work with. And, oh, really? but, he, but he never answered the phone. But he like he like he, he was calling during the session saying, I know this guy you should work with. Oh. But we never got to work with oh, so, gotcha. But I told him that story and he was like, Oh man, I wish I had answered the phone because you're a nice guy. You know, like yeah. you're a nice kid and I'm I'm enjoying this conversation. It was like a four hour conversation. Wow. Like we like we, like we shut the bar down. You That's know, kind cool, of thing. Man. Uh which was really fun. But I took I, you know, this is about road stories, but that so that was a fun one because he literally was like just gave it to me. No yeah. you know, there was no bullshit involved. Just like, hey man. If you work hard, you get what you deserve. That's right. And if you're an asshole, you get what you deserve. That's so true, though. I mean, it's kind of wraps it up, right? Yeah, it was says it all. (laughs) But I mean, and and he said a bunch. I can't remember everything now, but like he said a lot of stuff. And then we talked about like music and history and like Mm -hmm. his history and you know stacks and you know and Willie Mitchell and like you know all you know Al Jackson Jr. Steve Steve Cropper because I've made some records with with Cropper, you know. So yeah. We talked about all that stuff, and we knew some of the same people. Right, which was weird. You know, it was also weird, and we got to kind of like, kind of, you know, we kind of bonded. But yeah, that, he, I was that that conversation is probably single handedly one of the best conversations I've ever had with someone that I looked up to. Wow, you know, and then, you know, and then obviously I met him because I was with Rodney. So right. it's, it's 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 all kind of like it's kinda, but it's it's cool when that happens because you meet so many like you know legends or stars and stuff and it's like damn that's not how I thought that was gonna go yeah. or or you know it's kind of a yeah letdown, I, I, you know? and I had no like real I didn't even know if he would even talk to me right especially after I kind of brought up a sore subject of them making that record again oh god <laughs> you know yeah but you know and and. That's when he linked, looked at you and said, I think I hired the wrong drinking partner. <laughs> yeah, no shit, yeah. <laughs> you sucked this drinking business. Man, you've had an astounding career just working with all these guys and knowing all these people. It's and crazy. you know, I mean, it, Isn't that it, weird? It, it's, it's like, it sounds like it's made up in some ways, but it's not. Well, sometimes I feel that way too. Now, I haven't worked as many yeah. as you have, but I, uh, there's still times like I, I was talking with somebody the other day. I said, I think it's so weird that I can just. You know, if I if I'm broke down the side of the road, there's like I could call Mark Wills or or Daryl Worley or, or <laughs> yeah. Aaron Tippin or all these guys that I grew up, you know, yeah. kind of listening to and stuff, and or covered half their music when I was playing in you know mm-hmm. in, in a house gig, and I'm going, I could like text these guys and they'd be right there, you oh, know. Yeah, dude. And, I mean, it's just kind of weird, or or even not even to, I mean, not to throw stars names out there, but just other musicians and yeah, other that guys too, yeah. you know that have done you know a lot of stuff, but. Yeah, that brings me to this. Um, is, is there anything that you still aspire to? Like, there's I, there's one thing I've always wanted to do, you know, or is there something that you haven't done yet that you really want to do, or do you think that you've kind of accomplished everything? I do have a few things. Like, I, uh, one of the things is I want to write a hit song. I want I want to write a hit country song. Get in line, son of a bitch. <laughs> I, that's all I want. I know it sounds silly, but no, I, it doesn't. I, but I, everybody I, comes to town for me. I, I would like to like write one of those. Mm-hmm. I would like to, as much as people hate the Grammys, I love to play the Grammys. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to play drums on a few Grammy-winning records. Yeah, kind of Kev fun. Moe so, was, was one of them, right? Yeah, when I was, you know, Kev Moe and Taj Mahal and yeah. this dude. So it was cool, you know. Uh, and it was funny because we were talking about, you know, the whole thing of, like, calling people. But, yeah. like, you know, I remember watching, like, BET Central or, you know, B, or Jazz Central on BET. Yeah. And, like, they would have, like, Kev Moe videos. On, yeah. And, like, I got so... <laughs> Speaking of Rodney again, uh, I'm doing this cruise ship thing. It's Kayomo Cruise, and Rodney's on it. It's Rodney, Kevmo, Fiona Apple, you know, oh, wow. Sean Cole, like the, like all these people, you know, yeah. Buddy Miller, and uh, Rodney was 
do, he made a record with Emmy Lou, and I wasn't doing that tour, so he had to leave after like the third or the second night. He had to leave to go to Europe to mm-hmm. do promo stuff, and I stayed on the ship. And so, Keb came and watched us play, and uh, I was sitting at the bar. Me, me and Brady Blade actually very well. So me, Brady Blade, and Jerry Rose sitting at the bar, like drinking. Fucking Corona, whatever. I'm not. We're just, <laughs> yes. we're whatever. Right? We're on uh, the cruise, ship. Yeah. yeah, we're on the ship. And uh, which is funny because I loved all those dudes. All the musicians on there were, you know, Jim Lauderdale. You know, oh, it yeah. was all these, you know, people. So it's a rootsy kind of yeah. yeah. And so uh, I'm sitting there, and Keb comes up to me, and goes, "Hey man, so uh, I see you rotting your left your black ass on this ship." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "You want to play with me?" And I was like, I don't know any of your fucking songs, man. Sorry, I no. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, sure. He's like, he goes, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to play Resonator and kick snare hat. He goes, you don't hear my song? He's like, no. Oh, and he's God. like, he goes, well, tomorrow I'll come up to my, come, you know, come to my room. We'll go over some stuff. And I was like, okay, all right, sure. But I had no idea he was like really hands-on. And that's the word I'm going to use for it, hands-on, very mm-hmm. hands-on. He, very particular, he knows what he wants, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And so uh, we, you know, I bring some brushes. We go through it, and and we did. I played three shows with them on the oh damn on the cruise thing, and it was fun, and I enjoyed it. And it was nice to meet him and his, you know, his wife and uh, Robbie, right? Yeah and, his, yeah, and his guitar tech was this guy named Casey, who ended up producing and later producing those records. By the way, uh-huh. he went from guitar tech to producing the records um, <laughs> and engineering. He was a great dude. Oh, so wow. and, so wasn't Tim Miller, huh? No. Uh- <laughs> So, so uh, we're do so we're doing you know we're doing this thing and so we we come home and he gave me this number and I was sitting at home and I was like I'm gonna text him and say man that was fun thank you yeah well I put his number in wrong oh so I text the wrong and the guy friend's like man I don't know who you are I was yeah. like oh I'm so sorry shit <laughs> and so I looked at the number and I was like oh I my brain was like. Oh, that one's supposed to be a nine. Yeah. Text, hey man, just Kyo, blah, blah, blah. Same thing. Man, man, thanks so much. I, I really enjoyed, you know, playing with you. Thank you so much for, you know, sitting in, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I was like, man, thank you, whatever. Didn't think anything of it. So I'm about to go back out and sub some dates with Jake Owen. So I'm at Jake's house picking up something. And Jake doesn't, at that time, he didn't look too far from Kev. But, so I'm sitting there and Kev calls me. And he's like, hey man, like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm over at Jake Owen's house picking up something. He's like, tell Jake I said hello. I know they knew they know each other. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hey, hey. He says, oh, hey, whatever. He goes, man, like, how long are you gonna be there? I was like, I'm just picking up something. I'm leaving. He's like, come to my house. Oh, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So, I was like, bye, Jake. See ya. I go to Kev's house, and Kev's like, hey, man, I want to play some tunes for you. Said, All right. So he like plays me this. <laughs> he gets this home studio, plays me these tunes, and he was like. What do you think? And I was like, man, they're fucking great. So you want to get two guitars? It sounds great. Yeah. He goes, you want to go go play some drums? I'm getting some. I'm trying to get some drum sounds oh. in my place. And I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, great drum sounds. Yeah. Like, Can you hurry up? Because I got to go to Longhorn to eat on Tim and Tim's Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I go. <laughs> so I go in and and he like he lets me listen to the song. I made a chart, and you know I'm playing. I'm thinking that they're getting drum sounds. Wait, they were getting drum sounds. Yeah. And I play. I played same song four or five times. But at this point, what the fuck? I have nothing else, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go home and cry and listen to Jake Owen's songs, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm jerking off and crying again, you know? Uh, so, so anyway, uh, 
we do like three songs and he's like, what are you doing tomorrow? I was <laughs> like, nothing. He's like, noon here. Really? I was like, again? Well, okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> so I show up and we do, the, we do the same thing again, right? He's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, jeez. I was like, fuck. And so, and they're different songs. And then eventually I couldn't do something. I had to go, I forget who I was playing with, but I had to go do something. So I couldn't, mm-hmm. like I say, man, sorry, I'm out. And uh, so his assistant calls me and says, hey, so um, what about Monday? And I was like, yeah, I'm free Monday. And like, come back. I was like, fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So I'm like, but I have nothing else better to do. So I go, and we got to do it. And so then uh, while I'm there, he says, hey, man, so I was making this acoustic record. It was just going to be me and the acoustic guitar. Yeah. He goes, but I fucking love your drumming. So it's going to be a full band record now. Oh, so he already tracked all your drums? We tracked your drums. And then so he added the band later and all that? Yeah, the band later. Wow. And then uh, some tracks, Steve Jordan came in and played. Uh, he, he's like, man, you know, Steve's in town. So yeah. Steve played bass and drums okay. on some tracks. Yeah. And replaced what I put, which is well, fine, whatever. And then Chester Thompson came in to play something. And then uh, one day when Steve was here, he called me and goes, hey, man, like, can you, can you come by, like, right now? And I was like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know, I do, man. And I'm over there, and Steve Jordan had just left, and he hated what Steve played. Oh, no. And he was like, just, just do play. what you do. Yeah. And so I went and played. It was hilarious because it was like, I'm playing, this, I'm replacing Steve Jordan yeah. on drums. That's but, crazy. But Steve Jordan's playing bass guitar on this track. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> but anyway, long story That's short, crazy. that became the Blues Americana record. And one of the coolest things about that record is that when he did interviews talking about that record, he talks about my drumming influencing the record. He and said, what's he, the name of that record? So people can go it's called it. Blues Americana. Oh, Blues Americana is yeah, the record. That's yeah. the name of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, but, it, but it's funny. But that was, he, I mean, it was, it, it's a shocker to me even. Like he was like, yeah, I just got Keo come over and he basically <laughs> played drums and I influenced me to make this a full band record. That's, that's and, awesome though, dude, when you can have a musical influence, uh, influence on somebody else. It was weird. Know? I mean, and it's also weird for me to say that. Sorry, but like. I mean, but he, he said it. It is weird, down. though. I mean, he wrote it down. I didn't say it. I didn't make it. <laughs> no, but like, it is weird. You're like, going to say it. <laughs> I find taking compliments weird, too. I just, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel kind of yeah, icky I feel dirty. Yeah. Well, well, I feel dirty only because in my early years in Nashville, people who did that shit were shitty people. Right. Or, or they were backhanded compliments. Yeah, or they were, yeah. Like, oh, bad, you do great. And then they oh. turned their back and be like, I got down. No, I hired oh, that guy yeah. again or whatever. Or, you know, or, you know I, <laughs> man, one of my favorite things, I, and I, this is... I've gotten these a lot, you know, especially with like, with the advent of like Facebook Messenger and all that mm-hmm, shit, mm-hmm. where people have said, "Hey, man, like, you get all these gigs, and I don't understand because I'm yeah. better. I'm better than you are." Oh, I used to get that all the time. Uh, well, if you can yeah. move to Nashville and do it, so, so what do I need to do? Like, oh, if you oh, can yeah. do it, I can do it. I'm like, oh, yeah. "Hey, fuck you! Why don't you go someone, do what I've done?" Then someone once said to me, said, "Put the work in, man. I, man, I play circles around you, but you seem to get all the gigs." Nice. Said it to my face, and he said. What do you think it is? And I was lit. And I said to him, chicks like to dance. They can't fucking dance this shit you're playing. <laughs> and he just goes, fair enough. Wow. But I, and, I, and, and, and I remember this very well. It's the most rock star asshole moment of my life. Because he says this to me. And as he says it to me, this very beautiful girl comes up and grabs me. And I walk out with her, oh. and, and my and, and my buddy walks out with his girlfriend too. Like these two stunning girls, <laughs> I mean, and I was just like, 
Mic I'm drop. Just, I just just waving by like, mm, sorry, buddy. You know, yeah. which is such a dick move. But, yeah, but but, but good. when you walk up to somebody, and tell them like, I'm way better than you, and you, but you're having better success. So what, <laughs> what's going on here? I know it'd be, it'd be different. Like, if, I guess if someone was like, oh, hey, man, like. I studied and I did all these things and you know it's not working. What what's working for That's you? That's different. Or, yeah. But it was like I could put no. I've circles had, I've around had you. people message me and we're like, man, you're getting all these gigs. Like, like what what are you doing? Like, how, how do you do this or whatever? And yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, I know I don't suck that bad, but I don't, I don't think I'm the best guitar player, nah. or the best keyboard player. You know, but but damn, I don't I'm not. Te- you know, and yeah. it's like I've put in the work and and like you said, it's it's all about getting along on the road. You yeah. know, if you're fun. If you if you have an energy on stage, a lot of people like the energy, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that. And then I've also had other drummers who are, which blows my mind. Not drummers, um, musicians that blow that blows my mind. That some of them all, they'll text me or call me like, "Hey man, I I just can't, you know, I can't get a gig. Like, what what do you think I'm doing? I know you'll you'll tell me straight. Yeah. What what am I doing wrong? You know, or what what do you think I can do better? And I'll be like, Hey, you know, honestly, I think you're great, man. I just I don't call you that much because you know I have my certain guy that I call and. Or, or I'll, I'll just tell them, like, you know, if you want me to be honest, I'll be honest. Like, quit clanging the fucking cymbal so much. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Like, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Like, you don't have to have a cymbal crash on the floor. And I'll just tell them, I'm like, yeah. that's that's just my perception. I don't know if that's why you're not getting work or whatever. But it's very strange to me when, when people will, will text me for advice. Because I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just <laughs> doing what I do, you know. But, yeah. But, man, it's it's been great visiting with you, Keo. And thank you so much for, oh. for being a, another guest here on Music totally. and Memories. Um. A lot Thanks of good stories, your, a lot of good stuff. TV show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, I forgot to set the audio, I mean, the video up. <laughs> but, man. Um, I put on people, makeup for nothing. Thanks, yeah, asshole. You did, you did. <laughs> you can go ahead and put your shirt back on now. That'd oh, be okay. Great. Uh, okay. You can, you can put your pants back on. <laughs> well, that's, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, that's Keo Stroud, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of the best drummers in town or anywhere. And uh, as you can tell, one of the most eclectic drummers. He plays with everybody, every kind of genre. And thanks again for being on here, Kill. You're you're, uh, you're great to talk to. Getting you to shut up is the actual trick. Like it's kind of like me. I <laughs> <laughs> know uh, I talk too much. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're entering the fourth hour. No, I'm just kidding. No, this is great for man. round uh, seven. And uh, it's it's kind of funny because I've talked to so many people and I always say, man, we got to have a part two, you know, because there's just so much, so many stories and road stories to tell, yeah. or, or you know, or, or just just memories, you know. That's like. That's what this thing is. It's about music. It's about memories. And, and uh, you covered a lot today. It's really cool to hear yeah. the stories that you had. And maybe somebody out there will get a little insight to to what you've done and, and, and what you do to keep getting calls. You know, I mean, that's the thing is keep getting calls. Whether Stuff they keep happening. Yeah. <laughs> I pray a lot. <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. You know, yeah. it doesn't hurt. But anyway, thanks again, folks, for listening to Music and Memories. We hope that you share this with your friends. And as always, you can find uh, the links to... Uh, how to listen to this, which on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, YouTube, all that stuff. All the links should be at VinceMoreno.net, folks. So you guys share this with your friends, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Thanks for being uh, a part of the Music and Memories podcast tonight, folks. Thank you much. Thanks for joining us for the latest installment of Music and Memories with your host, Vince Moreno. Visit VinceMoreno.net for show dates, music, and more.